0: Little high, little low. Little hey, little ho. And welcome back to Podcorn in a Movie, a podcast where we go into different themes, genres, categories, topics, you know, whatever we find that we want to talk about pretty much. I'm your host, Chase Lano, joined by my co-hosts,
1: Stephen Dillard and David Gio.
0: And today we are concluding our No Human November which, you know, I, I think it was a weird topic we choo- chose, whatever,
1: but we, we made crazy? it work. Am I crazy, or did you not mention the title of the movie? Yeah, he has not mentioned the title okay. of yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not, uh, I haven't even mentioned it. Uh, the title of the movie that we and are- You
1: never will. <laughs> yeah. You have to figure Usually, out. usually
2: Chase, to, to uh, I know, offense, I know. Yeah. yeah, usually you introduce the movie, and then you say- uh, co Yeah, so, I was off too. I was
0: like, "What is he doing? Is he doing?" I'm sorry. Bit? I'm yeah. sorry. But uh, we are concluding our No Human November with the 1999 Stuart Little, which I was excited for this movie, and I can't believe I I completely skipped over the title. Course, by by have, the way, really uh, excited.
2: A too, yeah, a little too excited. I know. Do you know who the the director is. Uh, yeah, because it's, it's, when I looked it up, it blew my mind. Yeah,
0: it's uh, uh, M. Night
2: Shyamalan. It's for Ford Coppola. No, it's Rob Minkoff is oh. the director, and he co-directed The Lion King. That's oh, his number I one credit I on the filmography. Did not know The Lion King was co-directed. co-directed two directors. It had. Uh, it was Rob Rob Minkoff and uh, who directed this movie and Roger Allers. Yeah, it was the uh, Jewel directed But, yeah, this was written by M. Night Shyamalan, not not directed.
0: Oh, thank just. you, thank you. I was like, for a second, I'm like, did I just say something extremely stupid? No. no but, it's, like, where, is... where did you get that from? It's so random. But, yeah, this yes. is uh,
2: based on, on the, the book uh, by E.B. White uh, of the same name, Stuart Little. Um,
0: Which Steve had confused, because...
2: Weird. No. Okay, right, so I looked it up, and there seems to be a history of confusion, but I I remember being in school and reading Stuart little. And then like, I was like, my memory was a mouse. I was like, he's a little mouse. And yeah. then we like looked at the cover today. And then we were watching this recap video and they're like, it's a little, oh, it's about a, it's about a little boy who was very mouse like. And I was like, wait, what? No, he is a mouse. Right. I... And then like, the description on the back of the book or like the Wikipedia, it says a boy that was very small and mouse like. He scurried about like a mouse, he even resembled one. And I'm like, well well then he's a mouse, right? Like and then the cover art has a mouse. A mouse. I, yes. Uh,
1: so I want to read, I guess, a sentence from Wikipedia, but that also confused me. Yes. Um Well. But- <laughs> oh he doesn't it, have but, it uh, okay um but yeah i when i was reading about this i was like wait what
2: yeah there's some weird general uh, I chase, also i've talked to people before that kid. were like
1: yeah and I re- i've talked to people chase i can't
2: remember who it was specifically i wish i could it was at t1 flats and they were like oh yeah it's crazy to think that like the movie with michael j fox they exaggerated it because the because in the book he's just a little boy and I remember having an argument with that person. Could being it, like could no, it have been Eric? Was, a mouse. was it Eric? No, no cuz I talked to Eric today and he said it wasn't him.
0: Oh my god.
1: Cuz I also uh like I remember like pictures from the book that I've seen photos in a canoe. It's a little mouse where I feel like
2: they, I guess EB white, the uh, how he came up with the story and the way it's always told through like three different videos. I watched, they all go EB white. It came to him in a dream. One time when he was dreaming about a little boy who would scurry about the, uh, the sewers or whatever. And he was almost mouse like, and then he he said, he said rat rat like whatever. And then he wrote, uh, Stuart little. And I heard that same like s- statement in three different videos where they were like EB white, the story came to him and it's like, okay. So was it a, was the boy mouse like, or was the boy a mouse? Like what the, I
1: don't, you know, it's weird. Cause he has a tail. Okay. So, so this, this is, it was actually IMDB trivia that, but this confused me, but it says the film, um, Definitely has mid-century feel to it. The first Stuart Little book written by E.B. White, author of Charlotte's Web, was published in ni- – I didn't know that – in 1994 or 1945. The original idea was in 1926 involving a two-inch tall boy who happened to resemble <laughs> a mouse. So, like, just that – that That's it's a is so ambiguous. Me, it's yeah, like... it makes me feel like the 1945 book – could have been about a mouse but the original idea from 1926 was, about a, was just was a, about boy a boy
0: who just resembled a mouse oh my god well
2: i think i think we're i think we're we've gotten there though at least we have covered uh the confusion part that might be where it all stems from so yeah. that sounds uh,
1: uh but I was yeah, this, uh, this movie would be so weird if it was just a little mouse boy. Uh it would be it's Michael this, J. Fox. This movie just, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Can we
0: back
2: it up, Dave? This movie would be so weird if this movie is weird. Um, yeah, it is. this movie is very strange. If you uh, that deep dive, vi- Chase and I watched this deep dive video, which <laughs> which covered the trilogy, because uh, there is a third one and which the is I didn't TV know show. God awful. It, there is, is, is a TV animated show.
1: that has like the entire voice cast came back for it Yeah but it's just not the
2: TV show the movie The movie and it's awful Um you watched it? Like, no we no, watched no. clips No I've seen it. Chase has seen it you've I've seen it I've seen yeah I, I have not I've seen I I watched clips with Chase and I was like oh my god I could not watch this movie it's just like terrible animation but um mm. we watched the deep dive and this movie is weirder than you think and and Chase we got to avoid going into the sequel I know, lore because I know, this I know. movie I know. doesn't deal with that but if we talk about this movie independently, uh, and I said a little bit of this last week, I like that the rules have changed. So now we have, in this movie is something we haven't yet encountered, and that is that an animal, um, other than a parrot, can talk. But other animals can also talk. Whereas in Polly, not to humans, yes, not to humans. humans
0: can't understand.
1: Only Stuart can yes. talk to
2: a human, and, and also. For some-
1: Sorry, no. no, Also, unlike Paulie, no one seems to give a fuck that this mouse can talk. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: said that to Chase. I said, not one person in this movie. They may question the the the, the abilities of Stewart. Like, oh, he's just politeness. He's just a mouse, or or this and that. But like nobody's ever like why are you dressed up in clothes and talking well
0: here's the That's... thing he he was adopted though from an actual orphanage so technically wouldn't you say that maybe like the orphanage lady pretty much told them like we don't recommend species, a- a- ad- other species. adopting other yeah, of- she
1: pauses before that and it was definitely like you're supposed to think like race yeah like, I, she, like, I, I, at least that's what it, so like, does that mean me. i'm
2: absolutely nice our the, race the, now the,
1: the, the parents look at each other like what is she about to say some offensive stuff or something but it's, then she says species this is a play on on the uh, like um
2: prejudice it yeah yeah it is Yeah, it is for sure and I, I like that
1: i i didn't draw that parallel as a child didn't build parallels. I, I think like it, you know, it, it deals with like adoption and
2: and family and, and family just fitting and
1: in acceptance and, and, and yeah. Uh yeah.
2: I, I it, it deals with a lot of adult themes and a very short amount of time like wonder. Yes. So there's a childlike wonder about this movie, but it is dealing with very super adult lighthearted. Theme. Yeah, super lighthearted. Uh but I was impressed by the by the cast. The cast is Same. very impressive Huge. in this movie. Uh you have I mean, Michael J. Fox, obviously. You have Jonathan Lipnicki, already an established child actor. He had done, you know, Jerry Maguire, Little Vampires. Uh, in a couple of years, he do like Mike. But, yeah, he was already established. Uh, Gina Davis, Hugh Lowry, Nathan Lane, uh, Steve Zahn. You have David Allen Greer as one of the cat voices. Jennifer Tilly as a voice. Uh, you have Doyle, Brian Doyle Murray.
1: Um, as one of the uncles Ooh. in the family, by the way, did you guys not like for the first I've sometimes when you watch Brian Doyle Murray, you can kind of see it, but this is the first time that I was like, holy shit, Bill Murray is starting to look. Yes. A lot like oh Brian my God. Doyle Thank Murray. you.
0: Thank you for in saying fact, that. When they,
1: when they first are going the family photos, I didn't really remember that Brian Doyle Murray was in this movie. And I was like, is that, is that Bill Murray? There's like Wait. no way is Bill Murray in this movie. They're not are they not related? Don't tell me they're related. Yeah, they're brothers. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bill Murray has uh No idea. Two like or no, three. No uh, idea that Brian, brothers.
2: No idea that Brian Doyle Murray was his brother. That's insane. Thank you for telling me that now. Now that's crazy. Makes sense cuz he's in Christmas vacation and uh this yeah, all makes sense they, to me. It's a national Day, uh, Wow.
1: Wow. That's amazing, Dave. He has I didn't know, a I didn't few... Joel Murray is also his brother. Um, I know he's big in Mad Men. I don't know if you guys watch that. Uh he's no, also but... in Shame Willis. By
2: the way, Chase, you do recognize the voice of Smokey. This is his face. Uh I do know that guy. Okay. Is, his name is Chaz Palmentary. Palmentary. Okay. He was in a Bronx tale. If Dave, if you've seen him... you 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 liked Bronx Tale. It's also yeah, unusual yep. suspects, but in A Bronx Tale, he plays uh, he plays Sonny, who's kind of like the antagonist of the film. But uh, I knew I recognized the voice. I was like, I know the voice of Smokey, the antagonist cat. And I was like, I can't think of who it is. And I told Chase beforehand, I was like, I feel like it's some big actor. Like, I said, uh, who did I say, Chase? I don't I said,
3: even I said, I feel remember. like
2: it's like Ray Liotta or somebody. You did say like, Ray Liotta. I feel Liotta. like it's somebody yeah, like funny. that. It's like last week, uh, I,
1: I was pretty positive Ray Liotta was in it. he wasn't
2: (laughs) yeah but go go um,
1: i'm sorry did i cut you off dave if i did i'm sorry i don't think i was saying anything uh yeah you were just going down the cast i really like Chaz palmentary and i feel like he is just like a perfect voice for the role that you're just like yeah he's a a wise guy he's like a gangster cat too it's like you have these
2: uh, i love that uh I love that these alley cats are like these. These, it's like high this, on
0: catnip. They're like, <laughs> love,
2: love that part where he's like, they're all hopped up on catnip. Yeah. Um, trying to do my best. Nathan Lane, Nathan a, Lane, by the way, I, is I incredible. Just, I just love Nathan Lane. I feel like everything I see him in, like the birdcage, mouse hunt, when he voice acts and he does Timon and he and he does Snowbell, like I just love Nathan Lane. He's great. Yeah, like everything I see him and I enjoy him in, like he's just a funny.
1: I probably I just haven't seen enough, but I I would love to see more like birdcage type acting from him because I love him in that well, he movie is, and he, it's just I mean, like
2: Dave he is much of a, a he is a character actor like I feel like a lot of the times you see him play like you know a side role character we saw him in Austin yeah. Powers he plays you know like a two minute bit but yeah I feel like late what is he in Austin Powers he plays in Austin Powers Gold Member it's when he's the interpreter for Beyonce. Beyonce's oh talking to him in the club, and Nathan yeah, Lane's sitting yeah. between them. And oh he's yeah, like, yes, the yeah. Interpreter. Is he a drag
1: in that? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yeah.
2: Uh, um, but yeah, just love, just love Nathan Lane. He's a, he's hilarious.
1: He's a big Broadway guy too.
0: Yeah, the producer. Yeah, that's yeah, another. I like, yeah. definitely yeah. need
1: to see the producers if I'm complaining that I haven't seen him in a much. Because have you yeah, not you seen go. the producers? Chase, no. Chase has been Neither, listening to that soundtrack. Is there two producers? There's it's, an original in the yeah. Remake. Yeah, the Mel Brooks and then the Matthew Broderick one.
2: Yes. Which I told Chase, I have not even seen the original. I've only seen the new one, but my dad has seen both, and this is crazy. My dad's a big Mel Brooks guy. I believe my dad said he liked the remake more. I'll have to check with him on that. Dad, don't know. Don't, uh, the
1: closest I've come don't. to seeing it is there's an entire season of Curb where Larry David is... Cat is a part of the Cat, the Broadway show for the producers and Mel Brooks is in like most of the season and Ben Stiller's is like by the uh, Ch- Dave co-star. that's the
2: that is the episode that is the show I was telling you about when I was like we were on your porch and I was I was saying hey what is that Ben Stiller uh, sh- there's a show that has an episode with Ben Stiller in it and he's playing himself And there's Uh a part where he's like, he's like, do you realize who I've kissed? I've kissed Jennifer Aniston. I've kissed Cameron Diaz. I've kissed Drew Barrymore. Uh, And he's like bragging about it. And I'm like, what show is that? And I'm pretty sure it's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Am I right? For some reason, that doesn't ring
1: a bell, but he is playing himself. Um, Do you
2: know what scene I'm talking about? He's like outside talking to some people. There's like a crowd kind of gather around and there's an argument that breaks out. And then Ben is like, you don't even realize the kind of chicks I've pulled. Jennifer Aniston, he starts naming all the girls he's kissed in romantic movies. Yeah. But it's a really funny, like, bit and scene, but I have no idea what huh. it's from. But I think it's – but I don't know. It could also be from, like,
1: extras maybe. I don't know. I'm thinking um, of other – where people play themselves. Um, right,
2: right. Which is, like, um, part of right,
1: – like this is, like, my favorite type of television sometimes. You've seen all of Curb, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, then you would – yeah,
2: you would know if it was from that. But – um Anyway, moving on. Yeah, the cast is just great. One wanted, wanted to highlight the cast just because uh I mean to get a I, I love when you can collectively get a cast to do a film like this because I uh-huh. feel like uh I feel like everybody involved is involved for different reasons. Maybe they're like, oh, like Stuart Little, like, oh, I read that book, or like I'm gonna make this for my kids, or like uh, I don't know. I just enjoy that that they were able to pull such a strong cast for like a children's movie, you know? A child's movie. Yeah. But what we're uh, – I do want to get – I don't, I know we don't – we didn't do this the last episodes because most of these movies have that. But I do remember the first time I saw this movie. Do you two
1: remember? I, not I was really. To my siblings about that because I, ha- I think I had mixed memories because I – my sister used to uh, take my brother and I on – um, bike rides when we lived in Virginia, like when she was babysitting us, we would ride our bikes to the movies. Um, but I was like, I don't know, like she would have only been 12 and I would have only been seven when this movie came out. I don't know. No, my parents trusted her an awful lot, but that seems like a, like a Homer bound S for for a bunch (laughs) of kids to be going on. Um, so maybe it was the second one, but I know I saw this in theaters most likely with my family And I remember, like, being really, really excited for it for some reason. Yeah. Um,
0: I, uh, uh, I... So, I was one when this movie came out, so (laughs) clearly I didn't go to the theater. But I do know that I had this movie as a VHS, and it was, Mm -hmm. like, one of the most... Watched VHS it was tapes the, uh, we had. One of the Fat Boys, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the Fat Boy cases. Go, <coughs>
2: yeah, where it's and it like yeah, like one of the Disney box cases. Yes, yes. yes, yeah. It was yeah, it yeah. was
0: so cool, and it was like one of the it was that uh, the 1960s Batman and there was uh, Lion King. Those three were like the most watched VHS tapes we ever had. So I've watched this movie a lot growing up. Now. Hey, interest. One, sorry. Side question.
2: Go ahead. What was the cover for your 1966 Batman movie? The VHS cover. Which cover did you have? Do you remember?
0: I bet you, if I looked at it, I could probably be like that one.
2: Okay. All right. Just curious, because I had a I had a VHS copy too, but the um what sucked is that I got it from a video store and it never had a cover, and so I always wondered what the cover was for that movie. And it was, I did see one where it was like Batman and Robin like standing on a boat. And I was like, I don't know if that's the cover of the the actual cover. Anyway, side. Well, now side. now what, um, now you
0: got me curious. But, uh,
2: but go you, ahead. Go on. I no, all no, no, I was gonna say. Story. Yeah,
0: all I was gonna say really was just the reason I liked this is I watched the second one in theaters and loved it as a kid. Of course, recently I went back to it, didn't like it. But uh, Stuart Little's always been like. One of those family movies for me. I don't know why. I always loved the story of Stuart Little. Yeah. Chase, how do I screen share? Because I found the cover that I'm talking about. Oh <laughs> my God, Steve.
2: Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, so for me, I have a similar experience, Chase, because I, uh, I had, um, I had, I went over, went over to my grandparents growing up in Sarasota. That was always a drive. My dad's parents. I told you guys they had only a select VHS collection they had like 10 VHSs yeah. um and it was the most random it was like Saving Private Ryan, The Thin Red Line, Aladdin, Stuart Little, The Old Animated Hobbit, uh Christmas Vacation um and then uh it's none of those it's the one it's the one down there the where it says Batman but he's standing on the dock with Robin you already passed it you got to go back to
1: Sorry. the right that
0: one. I trust you. Okay, that, that, that one. one. That cool. One. That cool. One. That I just, one. I just pointed
1: one I with my fingers if you <laughs> can you. see where I was pointing <laughs> yeah. on my screen. I didn't help. Uh, me but at
0: anyway, all.
2: Uh, yeah. So very random collection of VHS. My grandparents had like ten, um, and it was fun because it was just for oh those are the kids. Those are for the kids when they come over. Yeah. And there was Saving Private Ryan and the Thin Red Line were in there. Um, but my my grandpa was a war veteran, so. Uh, but anyway. Uh, so my brother and I, I remember when they bought the big boy, uh, the thick boy VHS of Stuart Little one time, they like they went grocery shopping and they came back and they were like, oh, we bought my grandpa. I loved watching movies with them, by the way, because um, my grandpa, uh, my grandpa would giggle. So uh, when we'd watch like Stuart, like oh, that's funny, and he'd giggle. He had this giggle about him, but uh, he was real excited about it because he's like, "Oh, we watched it with the other grandkids, and it was so funny." And I do remember my first viewing experience of this movie, and uh, yeah, I, I I loved it. Uh, my first my first go around, um, and then we talked about the sequel chase i don't
0: know if it was an age thing because i was nine when i saw Stuart. yeah and steve so I, I remember like i 2000... said i didn't like the sequel Two. and steve was like what are you talking about the sequel's great and then we started then, watching more clips and he's like oh and i was like
2: uh no i never said that was great i said i don't remember hating it and then we started watching clips and i was like oh that's right oh I, yeah i was now just perusing
1: images from it on imdb and i could pretty quickly be like all right i feel like they're they've gone too far in this one.
2: Oh, it's stupid. It's they did the uh they did what, what the, homeward the bound. problem was a Bound too. is is they added so many animals, but also they changed the rules. Cuz there was like I mean, in this movie, yeah, go into that.
1: What, I know you guys said you have to avoid that, but you piqued my curiosity. Okay. The, well,
2: all right. So like in this world that we're set up in right away, and we are in kind of a fantastical world, uh from what we know from the first movie, the only thing that can talk to a human that is an animal is a mouse. I know we don't know mm-hmm. why the mice are the mice community in this world can con can speak to humans and are like sentient beings or whatever. But, oh, yeah. uh, the, the cats can talk with the other animals, but the problem comes into the second movie. This is the problem. You have that little bird that falls into Stuart's car with the wounded wing and becomes his friend. She can talk to Mr. And Mrs. Little. Huh. And, and they can understand how yeah, you also have the antagonist who's Falcon, who can be understood by the bird and Stuart, but not understood by humans. And then you have pigeons who Stuart often comes in contact with that only make pigeon noises. like they don't even so talk. it's like so it's like, what can talk? What can't yeah. talk? What can talk to like- a human? What can't talk to a human? I feel like this like,
1: movie more than any of the ones that we covered is the most unconcerned with like, yes, trying to nail down any rules. They're like, it is what it is. Like, don't talk like, about gosh, it. I kind of yeah.
2: love that. To be honest Same. with you. Me too. Like, if, yeah. you're, if you're going to go with that, like this ridiculous story, just throw us in. You, yeah. Yeah, you, you tell this story to anybody and it's, and I'm not, I'm not hating on this movie, but if you tell this plot to anybody, Hey, about a kid who ad- whose family adopts a mouse it sounds ridiculous yeah. so play to that like and
1: they do they're like because yeah, like know- people will be like well like what is it a famous mouse because it can talk and you're like no in this world like like even to the point where they go back to the orphanage and they're asking about his family his parents She's like, oh, like we probably couldn't find it anyways. Like, mouses aren't good with really bad paperwork,
0: paperwork. Yeah. which just
1: like suggests that like <laughs> this is like a just a thing in their <laughs> society. Like, you know, they they this isn't the first Stuart Little that's come through the orphanage, or right,
2: right, not at all. And I mean, uh, the you could see the reactions from like when they go to get Stuart his wardrobe and like that. oh yeah is the not, one guy who's just that yeah. one guy's not thrown off but i love that part chaser taught me one of my favorite parts of the movie i don't know why is the part where he's like don't come in and then the guy looks at them and he goes shy
1: <laughs> wait what does <is> he say <laughs> He goes shy because <laughs> he, he, just... he goes he's shy, oh, shy. <laughs> he said... <laughs> well it's also just funny like there's i i think that most of the humor is placed in like just the i don't know like the difference in size i guess but it's yeah, just like it's, him saying don't size, come yeah. in is funny because like they couldn't come into that teenager, <laughs> <up graduate>, you <laughs> exactly. know like uh there's so many cute innocent things that he says like one of my favorite ones was when he's like what do i call you guys and and they're like you can call me mom you can call me dad and, and we haven't told you yet but you have a little brother named george and he's like <gasps> What do I call him? And they're like, George. George. <laughs> I thought that was a really simple, funny joke.
2: I lo- I love that Jason, too, but the part where he's trying all the clothes and he comes out. They're like, you look great. And he's like, oh, do I? Good. Good. No, he says. <laughs> I, was I, don't... I, was, I was worried I was going to look like
1: Ben.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, just, you, did you not, look like I, a little. Oh, thank God. I thought I would look like Ben.
1: Yeah, I I completely like had a DJ, I guess, within the fifteen seconds that scene was happening, but I was like, Who's Ben? And then I was like, Oh, it's the model that they kept putting the clothes on. <laughs> weird. I was gonna look like Ben.
2: Uh <laughs> Michael J. Fox again knocks it out of the park. Like we got oh, him in the so first good. I'm glad that we got him in, in the first and last episode of these miniseries just because we all we all we all got a soft spot, yeah. spot did you, for the Did you Did you
0: notice that the Fox uh, he's playing an he's voicing an animal that's on a crazy adventure that has to go down a waterfall at one point. <laughs>
1: yeah. In
0: multiple movies.
1: Um what is the other big voice? Is it Atlantis or
0: Yes, Not it Atlantis. is Atlantis. Yes, it is. It is. He's where he's, uh, yes, yeah, boy. where he's
1: uh, he's, uh, he's I, yeah, right, I forget he the name, a, yeah. I, he was just like, get it such a solid part of childhood. Uh, you know, like the Back to the Futures, this he's got a real now, good, Atlantis. like, Atlantis.
2: He's got a, uh, a good, uh, cadence about his
1: voice yeah. acting,
2: too. Like, I don't know what it is, but he's I,
1: honestly. This comparison has been made already, but this is listening to him for the first time. I don't know why it wouldn't have happened in Homeward Bound, but I was like, oh, I kind of see why people draw a line between Tom Holland and him, Um, because Tom Holland has that like like squeaky, like crackle, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, which is kind of in a way, but not really.
2: Yeah, and Michael J. Fox had that going for him when, back when he was, like, Alex P. Keaton through when he was Marty McFly, where it was just, like, no matter how old he was, for some reason he maintained his, like, his, like, teenage, young adult charm. Like, yes. everyone was just, like,
1: he almost seemed, like, for a minute. What was he's the seen... first name he says? Is that family ties. Or yeah, Alex P. In? yeah
2: okay. Al- Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, he's
1: Alex P. Keaton. Yeah, or he's like a, a pretty young kid, but he was always like in soups and stuff, right?
2: Yes, yes. But you, I mean, like, uh, yeah. And I mean, he's hilarious in that show. Like, if you've never, seen, never that seen that show, seen he's, any... he's much like Marty McFly, where he's like a smooth talker, and uh, yeah. but he's uh, he's not necessarily as. Smooth as he thinks he is, you know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh, but, yeah, he just he plays Alex P. Keaton cleverly, and I love it. I love Michael J. Fox. I mean, I
1: we'll jump on this train again, but, yeah, yeah I'm glad we're – And I'm glad, glad like, uh, this is – I don't know. This is, like, one last, like, hurrah from our childhood too because he – I think in 98 comes out and – he had Parkinson's, like, all of the 90s, but in 98 is when he, like, publicly started talking so about it. So he had it. it while he was While he was probably doing the voice half yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also had the dumbest thought, like, ever. It's it, seriously, I, like, hesitate to even share how stupid the thought is. But I didn't know Stuart Little 3 existed. And then when I, like, clicked on it, I was like, oh, it's animated. And I was like, this must not be, like, the same cast or anything. And I was like, oh, it is all the same cast... And I was like, why is it animated? And then I was like, it's because of his Parkinson's. And then I was like, wait. Oh, that doesn't no, make no, any no, sense. Doesn't no, sense. No, I no. Like, he's voicing okay. yeah. no <laughs> oh Stuart Little, anyways. I really, it really is like one of the uh, dumbest thoughts I think I've ever had. I'm not going to lie.
0: I was going to go along with it. I actually, I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my but, God. Unless he was like, bow capping Stuart oh, Little. Oh, well, or something. well
2: um, Nathan Lane didn't return
1: for Snowbell. Although Hugh Lowry and Gina Davis did, I didn't till the end of the movie realize his name was Snowbell, not Snowball.
0: I also didn't realize that name uh, Mr. Little was named Frank. Franklin, yeah, yeah,
2: Franklin, Franklin.
1: Frank Little, which, which I didn't know.
2: Little high, little, low, little, little
1: high,
2: low. little Uh, We also have the um,
1: Jeffrey the Jeffrey now canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was looking uh, at diddler. Diddler I was looking there. at his IMDb, just because when he picks up Jonathan Litnick... I uh, know, me too! <laughs> oh, God, me no. too! I, like, <laughs> I thought the same um, thing at that part. but we're, uh, if you guys are
2: at home or wondering uh, who we're talking about, it is uh, Jeffrey Jones, the, the now-canceled, now yeah, from Ferris Bueller, he had a lot of 80s fame, um, yeah. Well, it's he was so a, weird, because if you Pal look Diller. at his
1: IMDb, uh, he... Is, this happened in 2002, he was found guilty for possession and partaking in child porn like he was like pornographic images of a child and he basically keeps working after that like pretty steadily uh like i don't know he i guess he's voice acting a lot he's in the two stewart little tv show but the thing that surprised me the most is i'm like oh yeah deadwood which is a two year series he's in every single episode of that and that's in 2004 to 2006 my like, god that kind of bums me out cuz i like that show so much It's but weird then, that he was uh, allowed
2: to to work well yeah. so i
1: just i think this is an example of the times but uh i just read this today it's in his imdb trivia cuz i was just really curious why this guy still like exists for that long in hollywood but apparently in in what uh, where is it now in two in 2016 july 23rd of 2016 he was photographed with justin beaver that beaver shared to his instagram of them like spoofing on jones's role from ferris bueller's day off and it received 1.5 million likes in several days, but was eventually removed due to negative backlash over J- Jones's criminal record. Yeah. So I think, like, that's the time. Like, 2016 is still before Me Too and everything, but it seems like the Internet was savvy enough to be like, no, 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 this guy should not exist anymore. <laughs> like, But he still, yet again, is in the Deadwood movie, which came out two years ago but that's like it like he's in nothing from like 2016 to deadwood movie and nothing else like i i'd be surprised if he ever worked again good yeah like good yeah fuck jeffrey Jones. fuck you Jones. he yes. is in many a good movies unfortunately
2: <laughs> he is in many a good movies um and this is pre-house hugh lowry Yes, by the way. yes, um, such, which is such a different, like, meek character. Which is, it's, yes. it's funny. It's funny to oh, see no, how, by like, the way, they're just, they are the they nicest are nicest the people, trophy husband and wife. Yes. Yes. Like, funny, uh, just the nicest loopy, people,
1: in my opinion. Too. Agreed. Yeah,
2: Agreed. they're hilarious uh, because the whole... of how pleasant they are and how, like, unpleasant things are that are happening around them. Yet they, uh, constantly have, I, uh, I look at Genus Davis and I'm like,
1: is she a perfect character? Like, does yeah. she? Yeah. Like I don't perfect think she doesn't role, especially like yeah. because of that, you're like, she really is like, you can't imagine her saying a bad thing besides, which I found really funny when she's like, So did I. We're, we're bigger than them. We no, can just we like make them go away. Yeah.
2: yeah. Like, go like, shoot them off. Shoot. We'll yeah. Steal <laughs> the whiskers off them. And then he's just like, Honey. Like, yeah. she just said a bad word. He's like, yeah, exactly. dear. I love the reaction.
1: <laughs> uh, like, that was one of the worst things she's ever said. Dear, honey. Jeez. Uh, I also like when they find out uh, that those, the, Mice aren't his parents, and they go to the police station. Oh, I love like,
0: that scene where like, they do. You want
1: me to give it to you straight? And they both like and they're like, like no, they're just like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <pretty> funny. <laughs>
0: Well, I like when he's like he. They like. Well, do you want to see the the crime photos? Like they're oh, ugly oh, as shit. You don't want to see those. I'll show
1: them. <laughs> they both just oh. they Had nightmares for weeks after. Yeah. yeah, I like their reaction too. They're both just like looking up at the ceiling after they see it. They're like oh oh. Well, do you know what?
0: I didn't even realize until this showing or this viewing of it is like throughout the end. They believe he's dead. Like, they actually think he's dead, and they have to keep going along with this lie to just— yes. Hold on.
2: You said that, but then, like, as you said that, you went back into your room, and I was watching it, and I was— Okay, I just have to ask, why do you think that?
0: Why? Because literally, when he comes home, and they're, like, trying to get all the posters and everything, right? He's literally sitting down going— these posters aren't going to do anything. Like, he knows. He knows. But they couldn't break it Yeah, but then they later say
2: in the taxi, or, they, or he says to her behind closed doors, he goes, we have to find Stuart. Or it'll break his heart. Break his heart. So what do they mean? Find his dead body? <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I just, I just, mean, I, I think, that's I the think, I, have I think Mr. I think Mr. House himself thinks that I, Stuart is dead. I think dead. he might, but I also think they both... Have an inkling of hope that he's alive because you said that, Chase. And I was, I, I had remembered that too, where I was like, Oh, they must, but then watching it, they don't really, neither they both are losing hope, but they do have that line afterwards where it's like, We have to find Stuart. And okay. I don't know, I mean, I really hope uh, he's not talking about we have to find Stuart dead or alive, bring him <laughs> to the taxidermy. Yeah, yeah. we have to make sure he's alive, uh, we have to make sure he, he's. He's presentable. What was, when what George was the
1: gets old. last time you guys think you saw it? I, I think you, a year you ago. Think you saw it I think recently? it was about
0: a year or two ago.
1: Was that like your first time since childhood, yes. or is this like a yes. staple? Yes. So what did what did you think a year ago? I guess where you like this is, this is good. I like it. Uh,
0: okay, so this is where it gets complicated because I watched I watched all three. And I'm not going to lie, that second Diminishing one. Diminishing returns. Yes, yes, the second and third one really kind of like sour the whole story. But I, I really enjoy the first one. I really think it's a fun, like the boat scene, yeah, right. which I know we yeah. want to talk about oh, is incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got like the whole hardiness at the end. You got like pretty much mobsters trying to kill him, which is incredible and crazy. Stuart Little gets scratched Tonight. tonight. Like I, I, I don't, did I actually say out.
1: this? I, I really like how instead of whacked, it's scratched. Scratched, like, well, yeah. And then you also tonight, but scratched.
0: You also have that like incredibly like scary scene, which scared me as a kid, which was the the washing machine when he gets stuck.
1: As a kid,
0: I used to be terrified of the Uh, washing machine. (laughs) Snowball, can you believe it? I got locked in the washing
1: machine. (laughs) (laughs) That scene is... uh, uh, His voice is just so perfect. Yeah, as it's cracking while he's in there. Yeah, just for, like, the most innocent, like, best... Like, the character you just want to, like... You know, protect. With. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I would you like to
2: say this on the books right now? Oh. I would 100% hang out with Stuart Little for like. Oh yeah. Uh, Imagine uh, him uh, just uh,
1: getting uh, older too. He's just like you're watching like The Godfather with him, and yeah, I Stuart That's would just the first be thought I went. Whose
0: really. whose voice is better? Is it Stuart's or uh, Babe? Being innocent.
1: Mm. If you had to shoot one of them in the yeah, face. which one would it have head? to be?
0: I don't know if I could shoot Stuart or
1: Babe. I don't know if I could do that. I'd shoot myself oh, before man. I shoot Stuart or Babe. I think I'd probably be like, oh, listen, I think I don't know much about mice, but I think the pigs live longer, so I'm sorry, Stuart. This is, this is the voice of Tommy Pickles. Stuart, look uh,
0: look out into the Stuart- Central Park. Uh, I also...
2: I don't know why, but the the the, it feels like wicked Bernie's esque with the the jokes of uh, and I'll, I'll explain. Um, they they kind of do a one trick pony joke here that they keep hitting, and it's that everything is miniaturized. It's like Stewart's miniaturized books. You touched touch on this, Who Dave, gave earlier. Those
1: custom books, dude.
2: Those are awesome. Could by you the imagine he's, he's, writing he's, little, he's, women way, that tiny? little Women? By the way, he's <laughs> reading Little Women. By the way, he's reading some even like see that. That's he's reading some like you know. Um, Highbrow literature. So good for you, Stuart. But uh it works. The 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 little gags, first off, this too got me. The fact that the two mice, the mom and dad, the mom played by Jennifer Tilly wonderfully, wonderfully, by the way. Oh Stuart. Um, she's just got that smoky voice. But the fact that they call for a a cab is is ridiculous enough. You're like, there's no way they're gonna get a cab, but they're mice, yeah. but then a cab actually stops. And, uh, I think it's hilarious that Stuart is struggling with his miniaturized suitcase Bag. as he's walking. You he could just
1: picture he's he he like, Yeah, yeah. With and their Hugh Lowry does. does. Like, he, he does. He does. If I can up. help that,
2: you. That gag just cracks me up yeah. for some reason. I'm like, It's so funny watching him
1: like, I, shuffle I out I like of his. The inconsistency, too, between like. Everything is miniature, but is it properly miniature? Like, his toothbrush is still way too big for way him. Big. Know, but like, they have a like, tiny like,
0: little sink that's perfect size yeah, and everything. exactly. <laughs> also, that's kudos is... to them. Did they set all that up in,
1: like, a day? <laughs> I <thought> the <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I was like, like, well, they put him in this giant bed, but then he has, like, a, his own little setup for a sink. I guess that wouldn't take that long, his little his, setup. His Hugh Laurie, I think, was, like, a, a uh, miniature craftsman. He I
0: was. Guess. I mean, he probably... Which much,
1: like... Shout out May!
0: Oh yes, exactly yeah. like May. Yeah.
1: We we chase and I know
2: a miniature person. Um, she's not miniature in real life. <laughs> no, she size, she, but, uh, she she does, does like yeah. really cool miniature like buildings really and cool stuff. Miniatures. Yeah, yeah. She's actually working on a refrigerator right now. Yeah, you've been um, seeing that, that too. Yeah, amazing. it's yeah, incredible.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, she's really good. She actually, uh, um, and we won't say her last name for protection of her identity, but uh, Dave, she's been on TV shows like for, um, oh, like, cool. like she's been on like the what is that the Home and Garden Network net, or whatever those for, or yeah. like the baking channels and stuff for her miniature. She'll do bi- miniature baking and stuff and like, yeah, she's really good. She's well, like that's
1: pretty crazy, world class.
2: But I yeah, I did think she was about inspired her.
1: inspired by Stuart Little. Had yeah, to have I was going to
2: I was gonna say I, I couldn't help thinking about her while watching Stuart Little. I was like, man, she must Ooh. get a kick
1: out of this movie. Um, when, Steve, was this the first time since childhood or did you also? Yes,
2: yes, yeah. First time since, okay. at least since like, I was a teenager, probably like, I
1: don't know, 14, 15. Because I didn't remember so much of this. or I remembered a lot, but also not a lot. Like at one point I was truly questioning whether the car was from the second movie. And then the parents coming kind of really caught me off guard. I did not remember that whatsoever. Um, the fact that the
2: cats hired that Smokey quartered these two mice at a miniature golf course and hired yeah. two and r- hired yeah. them <laughs> to, I mean, well, first off, like that's a, I mean, I applaud the, pl- the, the complexity of that plan because he's yeah. like, oh, can you just get rid of the mice? And it's like, he could have just killed them. He could have just killed Stuart like right away, but he did come up with this kind of like, Complex plan that would maybe work in Stewart's everyone's favor. Maybe Snowbell would win. Stewart would maybe feel a little bit more at home, although he didn't because you know as we learn later, family
0: yeah, but isn't about. He, he is also telling two random mice, "Hey, you're going to have to now be fake married and take yeah. care well, of." well, I'm sure they're married. No, no, they were no, not married, married.
2: They
1: were but, a couple.
2: They yeah, yeah a, they, were they were a, a couple. mice couple. But, yeah. But I think their their relationship is hilarious. They just remind me of like a gambling, like Las Vegas burnout couple. Yes,
1: like that. I felt like Bruno Kirby and Jennifer Tilly were just the perfect voices for them. Like,
2: yes, yeah. But uh, and I also love how he says, "We live on a golf course, looking over at the ninth green." You'll love it, and it's a mini golf course that's shut yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and
1: it's, it's like and when they, they tuck, tuck him in, and he's just in the tiny bed, and you're like kind of thinking about he had, how a, he the, had a queen does size. Bed. Does he say, "Oh, it's"? Roomy or yeah, gets in the big bed. He's like, oh, it's so roomy,
2: right? And they, it's ah, man, I didn't even think about that, David. Just like, uh brought a little little lump to my throat. But just that the littles didn't didn't give him a little bed. They gave him just a regular bed (laughs) because they're like, we want you to be comfortable. And then the mice give him, ah, oh, it's nice and cozy and big and comfy, like his parents said when they gave him a huge bed, or he said that when he was in the also, bed. The but thought they say, occur to me
1: that the, the littles don't treat Snowbell very nice if all he has to sleep on is a rag.
2: I think he also <laughs> says rag when he actually has like a bed. He probably, yeah. yeah. He probably has but nice Snowbell cooking. is just being uh, just, just being a little stinker because Snowbell is a little stinker. Um,
1: what did you get? At? Did what did you think of the look? I thought again. I don't know if my brain is stuck in the late nineties slash early thousands, but I thought it looks great. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's not everything looked well. Good. I'm it was like, it's it was strictly, me. Like, I do like, want to.
0: This house walking and talking. To I, doing stuff. I do want to say something that's really funny. And I, I I was so happy to witness this live, but I was telling Steve, I'm like, hey, I have to go to work, but uh, I watched Stuart Little. You can watch it when I'm at work, and he's like. Okay, cool. I come back from work and Steve was like, hey, what did you think of it? And he goes, Good, but again, kind of like homeward bound, like how did they let those animals like I don't know how they did it. And then we watched this this story the cats. Yeah. So we watched we watched that behind the scenes video Steve brought up earlier. And they're like, yeah, this is still like in that 90s when uh, the production just threw real cats into the river because the associate just said them. it was okay. They threw <laughs>
2: those cats into the. Now, whether or not they were at a Central Park, they were actually at Central Park, it was a soundstage, they did throw
1: cats into the water. That is yeah, all practical I had that effects. exact thought. Like, that yeah. shot was too Too smooth. perfect
3: to be
2: real. <laughs> like, you're yeah.
1: watching a cat just be dropped into a river. Yeah. Um, but that is, like, you know, I think at some point, the cats are tr- water-trained or whatever. Right, and right, right, right. I doubt it was actually, you know, I'm sure it was a contained environment. Oh, um, yeah,
0: I don't think it was a- actual, like, you know,
1: yeah. Central Park. I'm just surprised they allowed them all those cats around Stuart Little the whole hold that. Uh,
2: well, yeah, that's amazing to me, too. But no, uh, I was telling Chase, I was like, the only visual cue those cats probably had was, like, I guess maybe, you know, like a little... A little green mouse on a stick, and maybe they like, but like the cats are reacting to something, <laughs> and they're moving on the branch, and I'm just again amazed by the animal training.
1: Of, I I had the funniest thought of, of Hollywood, of like a green man, in uh, the scene when Stuart Little's like sneaking into the goldfish or the fancy fish, um, and then Monty finds him. And, like, the reactions that Monty has when he's laughing about, like, you're, you're, uh, what is the phrase? a phrasing? mouse with a pet, a pet cat, pet, yeah. yeah. And he's, like, rolling over laughing of, like, how did they get this cat to, like, perfectly look like he's rolling over laughing? And then I was just picturing, like, a green man in that scene, like, rubbing the cat's belly or something. Oh, or, like, like maybe, maybe
2: even pulling him, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, and rolling um, him over, and even again, I know you guys said last week you you notice some stuff like I still the mouth movements. I'm still like it's a this little,
0: good. it's a little. There is there is some scenes I, with Snowbell that looks pretty faded. Like you're like, okay, that doesn't look real perfect, yeah. but it's okay. I think well, Stuart looked amazing. I still think Stuart looked part great. of me
1: thinks that it would look today. It would look too good. Like, they would be going crazy on detail. Yes. To the point where I'm like, well, this just isn't real. Like, I just don't feel it. Whereas I feel like, I don't know, they were doing exactly what they had the it's, potential it's to do. It's make believe, that then, and, and it, it actually
0: feels make believe. And you're like, this is what yeah. it should be like. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. They keep tying in fairy tales throughout the whole yeah. s- like
1: movie. Yeah, it's anyways. also uh, like, babe, in the sense that it seems to be. In no particular time at all, like mid-century, I guess, uh, is, you know, when the book was. But they never really say a date or time. But, like, you know, there's – I guess there's nothing too high-tech in it. Those washing machines definitely aren't from – no. The 50s or 40s. Those are like, you know, later era. Yeah,
0: but they had they had those like moat control sailboats, like RC sailboats. Yeah, like so the, the controls that's kind themselves yeah. look pretty
1: really high tech. Not his necessarily. No, his, his looks. like pretty classic. But yeah. But the kids, like, I don't know. That kid was such a fucking. Idiot.
0: I loved I loved that line where it's just, he's, he's yelling at him being like a bully. And yeah. Hugh Lowry just comes up and goes, I do not like that child. And it's just like, okay. what a I nice man I just do, saying. I do Why don't you, like Larry, you know. to go
1: up and smack the kid? Like, the it's uh, like, he's like, you're what's your stupid mouse doing? And he's like, he's not a stupid mouse, he's, he's my, my brother, he's my brother. And That's he's not, like, you're right, he's a stupid rat. And it's like, well,
2: kid, you're oh, no wait. he doesn't say the brother part yet. That's at the end when the girl goes, okay, yeah, you uh, know, the boat race, and the girl goes. Who is that mouse? That's not a mouse. That's my, that's brother. my brother.
1: That's the first time he says. But yeah, it too, but he right? does say yeah.
2: earlier. He goes, "Yeah, he's like that's he's not a stupid." This, are you? Yeah. But
1: just the whole like he's a stupid rat. I'm just like you dumb kid. He he actually is a mouse. So you changing it to rat doesn't make it any better. You get it the wrong. Speech. Yeah, and
2: again prejudice towards the rat community too. Hey, rats are pretty intelligent.
1: All right, <laughs> so,
2: um, rats give the itches. boat race. The boat race is phenomenal. Um, oh yeah. And just the fact that they were able to train that mouse to uh to to sail that boat
1: is uh, pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Um, yeah.
2: Now, um, yeah, I do like that boat race. It it held up. Like I remember that from my childhood. I do remember the boat race. Like, uh, it's funny. I'd have forgotten about it until Stuart stumbles into the, uh, basement, um, and he stumbles into the Western scene. Uh, and he's like, you, you you yellow-bellied, uh, son of a one-eyed trapper, or whatever yeah. he says. Uh, but uh, I love that part uh, when Stuart he's interacting.
1: Seen Back to the Future 3, like a million yeah, times. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought, too, was yeah. I was like, oh, this was
2: giving me a, a Clint Eastwood vibes from uh, Marty McFly, Back to the Future 3. But uh, I like that moment because it's a connecting moment where he's like, oh, this this, this guy, this mouse isn't that bad. Like, he's a pretty cool character. And Stuart is cool. But, dude, if yeah. I came home and Stuart was my little brother, I would not be upset. Uh, understandably, uh, he, a, I he would have a human baby or a human or a but human he's toddler. A child. Yes, uh, he's a
1: child. I, but. I just in the sense of, like, they really nail it home when the relatives come, and it's like he's getting all these
0: big gifts. Sports-related things. Right, right. It's like
1: or physical, like, related things, and it's just – like, that's when Jonathan Lipnicki has like the whole, or George has the whole, like, you can't do any of this shit, you idiots. Like, I feel like I'm like, what are you are guys you stupid? Also, <laughs> also, for him to yeah. drop
2: the shit bomb in a, in yeah. a PG movie, yeah. Yeah. he's, yeah. Like, he's like, what do you think Stuart's crazy. gonna do with all this shit? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> like <this is> really... <laughs> the off and walk away.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, And he's
2: like, wouldn't wanna ruin your vacation, Mr. Cheapskate. Uh, no, sorry, that was homo, too. Uh, but no, I, uh, I, I, I do like the family's reaction though when they first see Stuart. Is they're all kind mm-hmm. of hesitant, and then somebody goes, "He's he's," and then somebody says, "Adorable," oh, and then yeah. they all and are they're like, like yeah! ador- they're all very accepting very quickly, and I yeah, I do I like that. Like that. That's a good
1: message. It's like, well, it it kind of adds to the whole like, um, like story. Like this is a story of adoption. Like even. Even if this was a human story, George's character wouldn't necessarily immediately be like, this is my brother. Whereas, like, all the adults in the scenario are going to be adult about it and be like, right. like right. yeah, this is now know, your, like, your you're, yeah. Yeah, they're right. going to be accepting of the child immediately, you know. Wow, Dave, that was a
2: good psychological breakdown of that situation. I didn't even think about that. But you're right. Um also him no, you're right. Uh they they're like, well, I mean, they don't also don't have to live in that situation. They're just like well, that's so funny. <laughs> they're like, time to go. had time to get yeah, yeah. They, they want to avoid confrontation. Um <laughs> they're just like, Well, yeah. it's time to go. After he flicks it all off. You get face. the you get more of this fairy tale speech from uh Stuart Little in this scene where he says it I think three or four times in the movie where he's just like uh I always thought, you know, life would be like a fairy tale, and um, you know that you would meet this perfect family. And I like it; I like that we keep coming back to that. Um, especially at the end, we'll get to the end where where uh, it finally comes full circle. But uh, yeah, I like. Was this the first time he does the fairy tale speech, or did he had he already mentioned?
0: Fairy he mentioned tales he mentioned fairy tales. Scene. I think he said a fairy tale something when they were at the adoption center. And he was like, they're okay. like, well, I do you know so much. When, and he's like, well, before... everybody believes in their own fairy tale.
2: You're right. You're right, Chase, because it's pretty early on. So yes. I do like, I know we're past that, but I do want to just go back real quick. I do like that in the beginning, Jonathan Lipnick, he's like, when you know, you, you'll know. Or he's like, he's asking how will you know. And he's, and then they don't answer. And he goes, you'll just know. And they both nod in agreement. They're like, yeah, we'll just know. Um. And, and Stuart just, said it. Yeah, I do like it does. It just it does feel perfect because Stuart's like describing everybody else. And then she's like, wow, you sure you sure know an awful lot about these kids. He's like, well, you've been here long as long as I know. And or as long as I am, you get to know people. And then he's he goes through his whole speech. And then at the end of the speech, he goes, you'll be fine. He's like, when, you know, you just know. Um, and then they decide they're like, oh, he just said the exact words. George George said. Uh, yeah.
1: And it's but just I, the, the irony of like, and remember, I want a little brother, not a big not brother. Not a big brother, yeah.
2: yes. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that. A little brother, not a big brother. So. <laughs> a little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which they took but, they took very literal.
2: very literally. Yeah.
1: They're like, he said little. Let's get the littlest thing but we can find.
2: I, I like uh to touch on that because we we get we this is the part I wanted to get back to. We segue into the scene of them pulling up to their house and this lore that's later gonna come in is is this is the little house, and it is this little house in between these like massive buildings. Yeah. Um, and he's like every little in the world can find this little house, even if they've never been here. Um, and that comes into play later when uh he leaves his castle. But I like that little bit of lore. The little family, little I keep saying little. We should have a little, <laughs> little counter little, on this, little, uh, on, little, this little, podcast, little. <laughs> on this episode. But uh, yeah, I, I I like that. I I like how pleasant. And how lovely the
1: little family is uh, yeah. as a whole. It's just and and I and I I thought I was gonna be annoyed with George's character. Cause I that's one thing I did remember. I remember the cat and George were not accepting of him at first. And I thought I was gonna get annoyed with him, but like it's the level of conflict that I feel like works perfectly in this very pleasant movie, even though there is more conflict with the cats. But um, to the point where, back to what you were saying, when they do find common ground, I really, really enjoy that part. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is nice. And also, I'm like, why wouldn't he have been fucking excited in the first place when he, I I don't know, I know we just said, I just said, I understand he was expecting a different brother, but... uh,
0: It's like you're you
1: you live in a world of miniatures. It seems like you'd be like, oh, fucking cool! This mouse can ride around in my car, in my boat. I
2: like like that first fake out where you think that George has tied Stuart to the train tracks, but yeah, yes, (laughs) tail. And yep. then George is like, that was awesome. You're really wild. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then when the parents come down the stairs, they're what like, are where's Stuart? Yeah. What, are you, what are, you doing are you doing to him? <laughs> uh,
0: that was, well, some, yeah. Really they, I, uh, I do like that line where it's like, I can help you. And it's like, well, I'm not really looking for a brother. brother. It's like, what about well, how a friend? about a friend? Yeah, that's like, the line. I he can was do a friend. Me. And I was and like, it damn can- it. It got
2: me again. Yeah, I knew from the trailer because I watched all these trailers in preparation for this month. I remember the after the the night we concluded. Yeah, I uh, remember that Halloween. Well, yeah, and I was like, I know that line's gonna get me, and it did, because it is a good it's a good delivery. I don't know if I'm ready for a little brother. But how, about how about a friend? A friend?
0: I yeah, could do it's a friend.
2: It's the same thing. as like it's the Lord of the Rings line before the Lord of the Rings line. I can't believe I'm gonna die fighting next to an elf. How about next to a friend? All right, I can do that. Um, yeah, the power of, of friendship and just, uh, Stuart's awareness in that moment that like, Hey, like I get it, you know, I'm not exactly what you're expecting, but we can have a lot of fun together. I can, you know, get run over by your train or I can be one of your Western cowboys in your set, you know, whatever, but it's a good moment, Mm. but the boat race, the boat Boat race. race, uh, just that Stuart, what does Stuart break? He breaks the, uh or no he lets something go what happens he messes something up in the beginning that leads to him having to sailor. he breaks the he remote he breaks control. the, breaks remote, the remote yes yeah. breaks the remote and then i love that the mom is worried and the dad's just kind of like oh just let him do his thing dear just let him yeah stuart's stuart's mighty intelligent and mighty crafty dear he'll be he'll be oh, i think he'll be all right i know <laughs> we've all
0: we've all been saying like we feel bad for stuart at least during like jonathan Lipnicki's little tantrum but let's be honest. If you were in his shoes, I mean, your new brother who's the size of a little mouse—he's taking all your shit. I mean, he has my yeah. toy car now. He—he he has my oh, boat. Yeah. he Chase, he's I'm just saying
2: too. When the family comes in, and he goes. Are any of those gifts for me?
0: And they're like,
1: oh, none. Yeah. It's like it's like everything is be- a real. I will like say, a true as child, yeah, too. like a kid, really would ask that question. I feel like I,
0: uh, as a as the middle child, I I, I will even share like uh, when Josh when I came into the picture, Josh and I were best of friends. When Megan and Matthew came into the picture, I did not talk to my mom for like two weeks. Apparently. <laughs> Like I did not like Megan and Matthew when they were I, first born. Uh,
2: so I'm He's the dumb babies. I,
0: don't even talk.
2: I'm the youngest, so I I got, I got out of this. But as a child, uh, my oldest brother Doug, when my middle brother Sean was born, my brother Doug would like sabotage stuff and blame it on Sean. Yeah, and I did that even when I was like a toddler, like when when I was like four or five. My middle brother Sean was eight and my older brother was like 12. Like he would do, he would like, he'd like spill flour in the kitchen and then like go into my break to my parents and be like, dude, Sean just knocked over a bunch of flour in the mm. kitchen. I don't know what he's doing. But it was like, it didn't fade away, I think, until like teen, like till my brother became a teenager and then he was like more accepting. But like I avoided that treatment, Chase, but I definitely know what you're talking about where it was like my brother like sabotaged. Yeah. The, he would often like he would. Uh, this is another thing he would do. My my dad still tells the story to this day. But Doug, when when Sean was like a baby, baby, like when he could just first walk, uh, so I wasn't in the picture yet. Doug would undress him into just his diaper, take him out of his crib, and then push him into the hallway and make Sean walk out into the hallway and be like, "Dude, look what Sean did! He broke out of his crib and took off his clothes." <laughs> and he would do that to him like over and over and over. My daddy, dad it's like,
1: almost like in his mind, he's like, if if he seems like defective enough, then yeah, get send rid of him back. Yes. wherever
2: every came uh, from. But I finally like caught on because I guess he caught him through the crack of the door one day doing it, like taking the taking the crew out and like taking him out of his little his little nightgown like, and then pushing him to the hall my dad like he opened the door and my dad was standing there and he's like yeah I found out <laughs> your, little, your little secret uh <laughs> I just I just know like
0: I, I don't now know I feel like plan. I feel like you can see both sides I think yes he is being a little bitch but I think also I mean Stuart is taking you know all uh, of the attention also, he's getting his toys he's getting his his little miniature like he had a whole basement to himself full of miniatures now that's all of Stuart's now
1: like he's that's also like the example of like a, I don't know. I mean, this happens in life, obviously, but I know it, in some sort of story it happens, and but where like he could be like the equivalent of a sickly child almost because he's yeah. so delicate that the parents he has, he kind of so, many... so much on him, then they're you know they're not well paying attention to it. also I mean, clearly that's... they just left jonathan nikki home alone in that scene where they actually start to bond like, yeah i i will tell you see
0: <laughs> the one comparison i will i will compare this like I guess sibling nice. rivalry kind of thing is one of my favorites fred claus where it's just like the <laughs> the youngest is all the 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 most powerful the most like attention like they get everything they want And you're just in the shadow. And it's like, let's be honest, Jonathan Limpnicki, he's just in the shadow of Stuart Little in all of the movies. He's just this little boy who's just like, I'm just Stuart's brother. Stuart is, you know, the reason they're famous. I don't
2: know. Uh, Also, I'd like to bring up the fact that uh, we're we're not told, but it makes me sad to just think about why they're adopting in the first place. Are we to think maybe... They're maybe not able to have another child, which wouldn't or be true trying to adopt because, because they're just yeah they're just good, good people. But I think yeah. they're I think they're adopting because they can't have another child.
0: They have a second child in the second movie. They have a girl. Do they? Oh,
1: do you not well, remember? I was, they have a, there's never a little mind. Girl? Mind. Yeah, I, I was, I was mind. gonna say for all we know they they adopted George.
0: I don't know if they did adapt her, but I know for a fact they have another girl in the house. Like a a little girl. Okay. Uh
2: oh. Yeah, Chase. But I will say this: um, it did make me sad to think about that until Chase just told me that. So maybe they're maybe they're not. But uh, yeah, the adoption process. I uh, I've had the rare case of I'm I'm not I don't talk to them much anymore. I knew two people growing up with rare circumstances. I knew I had a friend growing up with adopted who was adopted. I also had a friend growing up who was a test tube baby. Wow. Both very weird circumstances,
1: yeah. Did you just uh, see that there's, like, a Guinness Book of World Records for, like, 29-year-old embryos were just given birth to? What? Like, yeah, like, they the sperm was from 29 years ago, like, or whatever, uh, uh, which is How crazy. Is- that's how crazy. It, how, it so, how did it, sur-
0: how like, did it survive? How so did it survive? They froze it, probably. Yeah. Okay, so,
2: it's so I, in the- I have a question. Is that baby born with like 29, 29- Years of knowledge of being in that. <laughs>
0: fucking... No,
1: no, I would like it. It'd be weird if that was like, I mean, this is terrible to talk about, like actual human being babies. But if this was like the first, like, mutant class. Like, we're like, oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I <laughs> held
2: my uh, <laughs> oh my if, you age,
1: if you age a kid a little bit and then have them as a baby? He, yeah, like, they got powers. Yeah, he,
2: wakes up, he wakes up with like the strength of a man. <laughs> but, um, back to Stuart Little, uh. The climax comes pretty quick. I feel like this movie is well paced. Like I said, it's short. I told I told uh, Chase if you clock it, the credits actually start rolling at seventy nine minutes, which is an hour and nineteen minutes, which is rare for like a live action film. Uh, like a lot of kids' movies, you'll see will be like eighty five minutes, ninety minutes, eighty eight minutes, but like for a for there's like these uh. It, it, Stuart Little does have these credits where, as the credits are rolling, you have a frame in the top left with like Jonathan Lipnicki and Stuart Little just getting into hijinks with the cat. Yes, um, but if you, if you count that, then I guess you get 81 minutes, an hour and 21. But like, really, the movie ends at an hour and 19 minutes, and I just feel like, damn, that's fast. That's a, it's a quick flick,
1: moves by it's, so fast. I feel fast. like that's perfect though for a, a children's movie, like. What is the
2: story it's trying to tell? Yeah, I don't feel like anything's yeah. left out. I don't feel
1: like robbed
0: of anything. I don't feel like I don't feel like anything was sped up. Um, I honestly think it was kind of the perfect length. Like it didn't feel like everything we saw was like exactly how it needed to be. Like I didn't like we just said we didn't feel like we were robbed by anything. Like all the yeah. information was there. The scenes we saw were actually pretty solid. Like I guess the only one I would say that's very nitpicky is. Snowbell like his twist of literally when he comes home and he says oh they all don't want you they left you and then like not even five minutes later he's saving him so like that kind of like clock around is a little not there but Snowbell's turd is suspicious or
2: not suspicious it's just quick it's just it's quick like, yeah yeah that's all yeah, I would it's, say it's like he he
1: he but boots like he... out
2: of the house I think though I think I th- I was gonna say uh, maybe Dave's gonna say the same thing. I think that Snowbell just wants him out of the house. He doesn't want him dead.
1: And yeah, it's well, like I the think cats. he also just wants his family back. Like he loves his family ultimately. So it's right. just that that scene of them that coming jealousy. back defeated. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying like that's what changes. Like, right? Is there a scene? It's like when they're well, they come like, back, but I don't home. think
0: I don't think uh, Snowbell does anything.
1: I thought he just like looks at them and sees how sad they are and then he goes and saves Stewart. I don't I know if he I, does. He does. does do he that. do that? Uh, yeah, I, I, he don't does. Know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh well, well, well
2: No, no, I'll tell you what happens. I'll tell you what happens. Um Monty comes up to the window and he's like, "Hey, hey Snowbell." um a Schmokey said he saw him over in the park, man. We're gonna go over there. And then uh Snowbell says, Can't he just catch the guy a break? Like, just let him just let him go. And that's the part where I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah, he is they're like kind that. of I am good. trying we are good to break him. Yeah. We're they're they are trying to push the narrative that like yeah. Snowbell doesn't want him dead. Like it's after he eats him the first time, like he does he does put him in his mouth the first time, and then the parents say, We do not eat family members. Uh, and then Snowbell spits Stewart out. But every from that point forward, Stewart uh, Snowbell is never actively trying to kill Stewart from that point forward. Um, well, he definitely gets
1: mad at him when Monty yes. discovers him.
2: Yes, and he also, him. yeah, he does. But um, you're right. Uh, but and I guess like the washing machine, it's not like that wasn't his fault. Um, you know, he just watched yeah, what he was, was just happening. Accepting but, of it, yeah. Yes, but uh, yeah, I think that I think that Stewart has grown on Snowbell, and then that part where Monty is like. Monty comes up to the porch and he's like, hey, we found Stuart over in the the park. let's go get him. That's when snowbell's like just can't can you just you know just give the guy a break like like just let him go. Um, it's over. he's out of the house um and that's all snowbell wanted. He just wanted like he, like you said he just wanted his family back. he just wanted Stuart out of the way. I think at first Snowbell did want Stewart dead and then he grew on him. he's like, oh this guy's this guy's not that bad. I, you know I actually kind of like him a little bit. But uh, I say- do like their, I like their relationship. Their relationship does have a good arc. Snowbell and Stewart.
0: Yeah, I uh, agree. I agree.
1: What was Chaz Palminteri's name? Smokey. Smokey. I think Smokey was killed at the end of the movie.
0: Yes, by dogs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think so too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was just I I, I, no. I want I thought I
0: thought like they definitely put that in for the parents to just be like also yeah. he's a he's a Russian
2: blue, very rare breed. Uh or not r- very rare, but rare breed. Uh-huh. My friend had one named Yurik, which is just uh its owner's name backwards. My the owner is Carrie, and Yurik <laughs> is Carrie backwards. But anyway, That's very weird. aggressive cats. Very aggressive cats. So Smoky being a Russian blue. Makes was sense. Was appropriate. Yeah. Also, it's cool about them. Just a little cat fact for you. The reason why they're called Russian Blues is, like, they're usually those gray, smoky-looking cats, but if you peel back their fur, if you just, like, comb their fur, their skin is blue. Whoa. Yeah, really cool. It's, like, a blue. That's actually really sweet. Like, a light blue color. Yeah. Uh, just really cool. That's why they're called Russian Blues. But um, very aggressive, usually aggressive cats. Um, so, it was cool that they, they, they were... Good by that. Also, David Allen Greer was a voice of one of the one of the crony cats.
1: Um Yeah, I saw him in the I, credits and I was trying to he was, was red red, but red. I was like, he was, I was the uh to think of who, we, okay, think so who he
2: Okay, so he wasn't the he wasn't the Siamese cat. He was the, the orange cat.
1: They're like tall, skinny or cat yeah, he or? wasn't
2: that that was the Siamese cat. That wasn't him. He was the orange cat. Hmm. The max looking cat. That was red, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yes, it was right. Yes,
2: yeah, and then the other cat is called like what is it? What is like is Squeaky or something? I don't know what it's. Something well, else. I
0: I don't know if they were calling him uh, Squeaky or making fun of him as Squeaky.
2: I don't know if that's even his name or if I just made that up. Uh,
0: Someone says Squeaky at one point. I do know that.
2: But Monty, I just think Steve Zahn's voice as Monty is so good in this. I love I love Monty. By the yeah.
1: way, I don't know I why. I, I just think I had this... a cat growing up uh, named Monty also he's just a pretty cat for real pretty cat i always thought it was funny because like i was like at some point i was like is his name from Stuart little because i realized there was a monty and Stuart little but i didn't wonder that my family and i all decided mostly the my kid the kids and my siblings decided (laughs) that uh we would call him monty because this was a black cat and we're like oh it's like the funniest body scene, body python of the Holy yeah, Monty python of the Holy Grail well differently too. When they're like, "Bring out your dead," like, and they're no, like pushing not. a wagon of dead people. There's a lady in the background just whacking a black cat up against a wall, like it's like a carpet. And we're like, sorry, ahead. it's not lucky. squeaky. It's lucky, by the way.
0: Lucky, okay, thank you, because I was trying to look that up.
1: Yeah, Lucky
2: was like the Siamese one. the The orange cat was Red. Then you had Smokey, Monty and snow dugan um but yeah the uh snowball comes to the rescue uh the the central park scene is great that's the i, I guess like the ending you know is before Stuart gets home um after he leaves his castle and says i could find a little house any little in the world can find it um but he's driving <laughs> through and central he's park like, i'm a little i'm a little lost,
3: lost. lost. <laughs> it's a, that
2: yeah uh and he's like, "You, uh, I love when Smokey comes up to the car, which when, you know, Stuart first realizes he's being surrounded by cats. And he goes, Stuart Little, you must be, or he's like, uh, you must, you be, must Stewart. be Stuart, I'm Smokey. And he's like, actually, yeah, I must be going. Uh, <laughs> gets in the car, which I was like, just put the hood on.
0: We know the hood goes up. I don't know up. why, why didn't riding you riding not- at yeah. night with the hood down. <laughs> Are you crazy, Stuart? Are you crazy? I thought the same thing. I was like, just put the hood up. Put they the can They can't on. do yeah, anything the- if you're in the car. Well,
2: I- I don't know. They you don't think they would have been able to get Stewart out of that car.
0: No, if he puts the hood up in the in the in the the windows, then yeah, no. I don't think they could. It's <clears throat> some little toy I, car. I, I, I feel like I the could w- rip yeah, that up. Yeah, I
1: also wonder what magic makes that car work.
0: Well, so. I actually laughed really hard because every time they showed that car and he's like opening the door and shutting it, it's real car sounds, but we all know in those toys that's like a fake hinge. Like Yeah.
2: It's just a little bot. It, it might have been engineered with a with a real hinge, maybe. With a real remember, engine remember, too. Remember, like I don't no, not a real I engine. Think. I didn't say a real engine. I said a real hinge. I don't think it was at a real engine. I think it was just battery because it had that push to start button. It was probably just yeah. battery powered or something. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, but it had pedals in
1: reverse. Yeah, that. dude. I don't know, dude. <laughs> I mean, experiment. the headlights. This is the logic that doesn't really need to be. Right, I guess we're
2: also we're questioning the the uh, the though. modifications <laughs> of a toy car for a mouse in a movie. Uh, it's true. It also, did either one of you? Because I did, uh, and and good luck finding it. You'll find it if you look look up the right thing. But uh, have any of you seen a movie called The Mouse and the Motorcycle? And it actually yes. Oh Mouth my and god! The mouse on the Motorcycle. No. I've heard it, of this movie. Yes, the animated. And no, it's a no, real one. No, it's a real movie. one. And
0: it's a tiny it's little motorcycle they have. A, it's a
2: mouse yes. on a little motorcycle. Who and he was friends like a the boy. Yes.
0: Yes. And he's a little
2: mouse on a little motorcycle. And I used to watch it growing up. Wasn't it um, like, didn't he? Before Stuart Little.
0: Didn't he have, okay, there, I'm getting two different ideas. It's either he had like an Evil Knievel helmet or it was like a darker version of an Evil Knievel helmet.
2: It's called The Mouse and the Motorcycle. That's what it's called. There is I have an image pulled up right now. Um uh, he had a little red bike. He did not have a hat, but he was like a little animatronic mouse on a on a on a yeah, it's called the Mouse in the Motorcycle. Yes. And it was a <laughs> direct to TV ABC movie. But I it's watched
1: like, uh, Angels in the end zone.
2: Yeah, I watched that growing up before Stuart Little. So it's crazy. They're like my yeah yep that's it that's the image <laughs> yeah. that's that's the movie I used to watch the mouse and the oh, motorcycle it's also based on book yes yeah also based on a book
1: books just like but, a uh, dead mouse 1986 yeah Cooling so I
2: watched that um, I watched that growing up before I saw Stuart Little which is weird because I had an alternative perspective on adults interacting with mice because I had already seen it yeah but I like right. this more it's this
1: just everyday stuff yeah. I've seen a mouse on a motorcycle. This is blow by So is
2: everybody else. But yeah, <laughs> that
1: that scene Snowbell
2: has his redemption or his uh, you know, his his character arc where he, he breaks that branch and all the cats take a, a dip in the river, but Smokey doesn't. No, Smokey's not on that branch.
0: Yeah. Smokey's right behind
2: him. <gasps> what is he gonna do?
1: Stuart Little Uh
2: well no I I, I I do like the speech before, and Stuart's like uh, he's like, you guys think you have to look alike to be family? He's and I, I, I just, I love that. And he's like, look, Snowball, he's like he hates me, but right now he's willing to, he's willing to to get scratched up and die. And that's when Snowball's like, huh, oh, i will gonna say that, uh, or whatever. But I like the speech of just like, do you think you have to look alike to be family? Um, because I have adopted family members in my family I have an adopted aunt uh who is still alive and uh, uh Tammy uh shout out Tammy
1: but uh yeah yeah like family as well I have yeah, my grandma so have, was
0: adopted
2: to have somebody that's like and Tammy has been in my family's life like longer than some of my cousins because my, my aunt Tammy is 50 years old so like you know uh she's she's just as much as part of the family, like their blood would not make us closer you know what no, I mean like yeah it's, it's and it's cool that he says that because you know this is like again this is just an anthem for adoptive families, but you know uh score one point for Stuart for uh
1: yeah this is I don't know it's the, just a very pleasant uh, movie, I also want to go back to the boat race even though we're at the end, but uh. I, did you guys get, like, Ant-Man vibes from it? I really did, like, the... Like, when it was close up on the action, it sounded yes. like two it was, boats yes. colliding, you know? Like, yes. Well, that's what, like, It did it like, said, zoom out and make like, it any less epic. Even when it zoomed out, it was still, like, an epic boat race. Well, I also,
0: like, like, the oh. sound effects, what they use, is, like, an actual real, like, boat sound of, yeah. like,
1: the... And just, like, the well, angles that they shot. Yeah. Like, you have no... You have nothing for... Scale in the background or anything, so it really you, you feel like you're watching like Master and Commander
2: or something. Well, you know? yeah, and Chase said it earlier, uh, just a, a minute ago about the car door sound and like how it sounds like a real car yeah. door, but I like that amplified, exaggerated sounds for when we're yeah. in Stuart's perspective. Yes, because to him, say, even
1: if it was yeah, a dainty door, it is to him, small ass ears, yeah,
2: just small you know? ass ears. It's he's got sensitive little ears, so. But yeah, that uh I do like that. His voice
1: definitely couldn't project that much. No, I feel like he's talking no. to like like an entire room full of people when he's like thanking his his new. He'd be a little
0: bit more uh, squeaky.
1: Yeah, but that would be obnoxious as hell. If that was what the movie. Do did. you think
0: he? You would have to actually get really close to hear what he's saying. Like you're like what? Speak up. Um,
2: yeah, all mice in this <laughs> universe are bored with uh, uh, amplified hyper vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like
1: the they're called hyper cords.
2: Um,
1: uh, I was just gonna say I wanted to mention some of the um, the like people that they like said or see. I don't know if I could trust IMDb because it it, it says that Leonardo DiCaprio was considered for Mister Little. and I'm like. Wouldn't he, would he be been, young? 20, 25. He's born in 74, so he would have been 25 years old when this movie came out. Like, No. I don't no. know. That would have made sense. But what are the – seriously, each – like for the mom, the dad, and Stuart Little, there's a paragraph chunk. And it's like, well, yeah, anyone can just be like, I'm considering this person. I'm considering – but usually if you're going to put that in the trivia, it should be like they were almost – Got the role or they auditioned or whatever, but it was uh one of the people they mentioned for Stuart Little was Jerry Seinfeld, and I was just like, what a different movie. He's like,
0: I'm just a little
1: it's I'm just the so B, it's just him and B movie
0: Mousetraps. Yeah. What's up with that? Am I yeah. right?
1: It's like George, why don't you like me? Uh, but
0: yeah. Uh the score. I just want to mention the score before we leave off with it. Uh I love this score. The theme I think song, it's Alan dude. The theme yeah, song kills the me, dude. Uh... I love this song. Like I didn't even realize how much this song affected my life until I listened to it today. I'm like, oh my god, dude. This soundtrack. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
1: Yeah, it's a good score. It's a good movie. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it because. I, I mentioned to Steve I was kind of happy when I saw it was an hour and twenty four minutes, and I was happy that it indeed well, yeah. was that short. Sure. But because I think I'm I'm a little burnt out by the end of this month, I'm like I'm like all right, I don't want to watch any more of these movies. Um, but I really did. I you know I think I don't know if I've already said this this month or this yeah this month. Usually we can't say month always, um, but I. Just had the overwhelming feeling of like ah, they don't make them like they used to, sort of vibes. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to see any of the live action PG movies. Like my only sampling of kids movies now are, I guess PG or like uh, animated movies. But I don't know. Like, what's a movie? Like any of the movies we've been covering that come out now? I don't know. I
0: I Am, have no yeah. idea. And this you know, was, like I was, I was, one at the box I, office.
2: Like, like I had brought this and up. It's open week. Like and is I, that
1: I, a thing anymore. I think
2: it I think it is fair to say, and it's like it scares me when I say this, um, because it makes me feel old. But like uh, the nineties was twenty years ago. Um yeah. and we've covered some nineties movies as of late, a lot of nineties movies as of late. And uh Almost the whole I'm gonna lot. say something Wait,
1: corny no. and cl-
2: cliche the entire like,
1: month was 90s yeah
2: yeah this entire month was 90s but then before that we had also covered some 90s oh, so it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah we've been on the 90s train but uh I'm going to say something corny but then I'm going to follow it up with uh, some I'll, I'll I'll detail it but uh they don't make them like they used to I had mentioned this a couple episodes ago but like I don't feel like they make these kinds of movies anymore like the newest animal-esque movie that chase and i watched was super pets yeah and like yeah. i know they have they have like that's not even the same thing yeah, like, if we if we covered it this month it's like it kind of fits our category i guess we could cover it because it's like animal central based and but it's like as far as like your Airbuds or your or your Stuart littles or your homeward bounds or or, or your or your Pig Pig in the Cities, uh, Pauly's, the five movies you covered this month, I can't name a movie in the last 20... or sorry, the last ten years that were that echoes yeah. that echoes those. I yeah, don't the, think the those type of like movies, pet movies, I
1: can are think being of made anymore. Movies. Yeah, like a
2: dog's purpose. Yeah, or a or life's like purpose. Kind of yeah, like, or I don't know.
1: Are those PG? I think they still are. Yeah, PG. they are. But they're yeah. almost more like adult driven. Uh, I'm thinking of like dog also or. Uh, they, yeah, dogs more called more. Megan Levy. I guess the, a the, dog's the, like, purpose dog movie like.
2: A, a dog, a dog's purpose would be the closest thing that resembles. But even what that, we've been covering. Right? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean,
0: okay. Well, let's be I honest. Didn't see that movie, you got, so I don't you know. got. I did, and it's it's good, but it's I guess it. was do narrative, but I do have. I do have, and have a far few movies. Between. It's few and far between. We don't get Jeez. many of you these. You got, you got, you got the Paddingtons, dude. You got Paddington and Paddington Two, one of the best movies apparently ever made. Paddington yeah, but, Two. Okay, so that fits
1: with this it movie It kind of does, I think. Uh, that's like the uh, the modernization of a Stuart Little, but I'm just more of literally thinking of like, like
0: Homeward Bound and stuff. Yes, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I'm thinking
1: animals. of all right. So
2: let me think of specifically. Let me tell Maybe you, I'll Stuart Little, into the genre. I could rail off Ted movies, but I'm thinking of your Andres, your your Zeus and Roxanne, your Dustin Checksins, your Monkey Troubles, your Homeward Bounds, your. You're yeah. uh, mighty. Jill you're you're, That's you're mighty. Giant, G- you know, That's yeah, I a, get what I you're, you're saying that, though. That. I get what you're saying though, Dave. You're not completely far off. I miss your your Beethoven's chase. Um, no, yes, I agree with I miss, that. I miss I miss the mm. oh, the family just got a pet, or or like how well, so, did this or how did this animal change my life, or the perspective of this story told through a live action
0: animal um i don't know we well, don't do you think we, the reason we, we don't have that is probably because of like i don't know abuse animal test. abuse like for yeah. like sets and stuff? because i feel like a lot of animal movies nowadays are mostly and like the cg cgi or or it animated yeah, but this, is the, I right, think, this is my I, next question I
1: think that but then i think about like dog which was this year yeah, or yeah, last year uh, or all right here's whatever. my here, like, here's my simple solution to what you just said don't abuse the animals. Yeah, make right. a movie
2: about animals without abusing the animals. Well, like, maybe, maybe there's that, a way. That's that. Well, well you can't. I bet you it's kind like of like
1: child sort of. Yeah, like, it's like they're in a circus, you know. Yeah, like I get it. Like well, got, so well, yeah, like, there's probably like a certain amount of picket signs. Saying, like no matter you know, what, there's animals that that's like a booming or not a booming industry, but that's so a many, whole fucking have, branch of Hollywood. is Animals and animal trainers. And what do
2: we see this year? Nope. Heavy horse usage, yeah. About animal abuse, yeah. also. But like, are there some in some capacity. But I'm saying, like, there is a right way to go about it, and I feel like we can get a good my dog skip. We can get a good my dog skip
1: here and there, you know. Well, like, I think it's possible that we didn't even realize that we were actually covering a fad. Like,
0: yeah, like maybe if you look we look at it in yeah. this way.
1: Like, think of, I don't know if this is the best example, but like, let's say Madagascar to now like when madagascar came out there wasn't like a million different movies that like featured talking animated animals right there probably was like i mean yeah. Lion, i guess there yeah. was but, but, but now odd, we're, but now i but now like we're in the realm where like there's several Too different many? movies that have animals in like a world of animals that are like acting like humans driving have jobs, but it's not even in the same franchise. It's ever after you know, you like like sing yes. or, uh what's the one with the Zootopia? Sloth Zootopia. Yeah, I feel like Zootopia, like, like
0: Zootopia ruined it. I mean, I feel yeah. like Zootopia has now made everything like oh well, these animals can do human things, human
1: stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like that's even like the thing <laughs> now. Like that's the new wave. Is like it's it's a new. Subgenre, I guess um but because I'm trying to think of like 80s animal movies and I don't know I can't think of I, I mean and it's I like no I can tell you what they ways I can tell you what movies. was a what was a theme in the
2: 80s was uh animals attack oh yeah and I think I think, yeah I mean like and I don't know so if that's that... another
1: example of like a fad in the industry that like comes and goes like Right, I mean, animals attack is is I guess always going to be a thing, um,
2: and but, I mean that's maybe a maybe a maybe a year from now something that maybe we can next November cover animal attack movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, no human November again, but uh, but the, know, edge in- at the edge with the edge. But anyway I don't know we want like to do final thoughts, thoughts on Stuart we want to do uh, yeah
0: little... I don't I don't know what else to talk about it I mean I, Steve you brought up a good point today earlier it's like this is the shortest movie we've covered there's really like we could talk about it but there's not much to talk well,
2: about well yeah like you said too there is I don't know what a, I don't I don't mean n- no way want to you know cut this legs no legs no no,
0: no I'm not yeah
2: but I I just I've said uh I think that this movie a lot happens in a short amount of time. Um, but this is a short movie. It's a quick flick. And I, I told Chase before this podcast, I was like, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna cover this movie pretty quickly. But...
0: So yeah, no, I agree with that. So like I my final thoughts for this, it this movie, you know, it ooh, I actually didn't think about what I would rate it. Uh so, this movie, I, I feel like I might have a little bit of a bias because of how much this movie meant to me as a kid. So, as a as a movie movie, I'd probably give this movie a three and a half. Three and a half. I would probably give it a three and a half, bouncing around three, three and a half. And as an animal movie, I'd probably give it also a three and a half. Uh, I don't think this movie, it does what it needs to, but I don't think it, like, escalated anything towards a bigger goal in, like, animal movies. Animal movies. You know what I mean?
1: Legacies.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh. So,
1: that was two, three and a halves?
0: Yes, two or three and a halves. All right, so, I'll
2: go. I'll go, I'll go next.
1: Myself.
0: I'll go
2: next, um this movie like airbud i think and it's weird to say this because the movie is named after this character but had the least a bit of i guess like animal I don't, know, dude, I don't even know how to to say this cuz paulie had little animal involvement as well um i give this movie i think a 3 and a, if i was going to give it a 3 as a film um but I, I think i might bump it up to a, a oh, this stuff as a film i'm going to leave it at a 3 i okay. think it's it's okay. it's good it's fine i recommend it um as an animal film it's i guess it's more focused on family and i get that that's like inter intertwined in there like but no hate on the on the theme I guess I'm going to go three and a half on the. Uh, it's
0: no. hard. It's hard. It's
2: tough. I'm going to go 4 I'm going to go four on an animal film because it's a story about an animal trying to fit in. And it's like, if we're covering what we're, what we've been covering this month, and we're talking about what we've been talking about this month with, with, with this weird criteria we have. I don't know. It's hard for me to rank this. Like if by animal standard movies, if we're watching animal movie, this is one of my more enjoyable experiences. I can't give it. Less than a four. Four for animal, three for a film.
1: Okay. Okay. David. I think I'm basically on the same exact size this side as Steve, where and I, I think I'm also conflating two different things this whole month in my mind it's tough, which is dude, animal movie tough. and I'm also just thinking of like, what's a good children's movie? Yeah, um, right, right. And so I think that's why I'm I'm coming coming for the four for this one. Um, I kind of agree with you, Chase. I don't think it's doing anything like significant with the. I mean, I don't know. Is it? It's, 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 it's so, introducing it's a pretty so interesting that. CGI character it, into the mix. It definitely. Uh, that we I will, haven't fully yeah. seen this one. Um. Um. Yeah, so I'm giving it a four, I think, and then a three for a movie. And you know, as much as I adore this movie, and would love, would love talking about it. I'm still cynical. Be like, I don't really. Care
2: I know, I'm that, the same but... way with you, with you, Dave. Where I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm most like, likely, what will you?
1: never watch it again unless I'm in the. Presence yeah, I tried of to yes.
2: compare it to like to like. Uh, I tried to compare it to *Homeward Bound*. In my humble opinion, I was like, I gave *Homeward Bound* three and a half as a film, and I was like, I think, in my opinion. Homeward Bound is a better film than this is, but this isn't a bad film. It's not like I mean it has good critic praise, it has good audience. It's it's like, you know, it's it's not rotten. It has like a 60% yeah. or something. It has a 6.0 on IMDb. It has a 64 Metacritic. It's not poorly received. It was just pretty right above, you know, average. Like just it just passed the test of like is this a recommendation? Yes. Yeah. So, I have a question. What are the Oh, go
1: ahead. I was just going to say one of the reviews I read was, like, all, like, high praising. And then it was, like, except for the, like, unremarkable, um, like, special effects of the Stuart Little character. And I was, like, what? What a crazy thing to say in 99. Like, we're talking about how it's pretty passable 23 years later. And this guy back, you know, that is, like, oh, fuck this. Looks like shit. Um. My question I
0: was gonna say is now that we have concluded this month, what was your favorite of this month? What was your favorite animal movie we covered?
1: Come oh, on, it's tough. It's I know. Toughie. I can I can tell you guys which one probably won because I kept track of all of it. Okay, uh, which one? Polly. I mean, it gets it gets difficult because I don't know what the actual average. It would probably be higher. I don't know. It's it's hard. To, yeah. But because Zach was on it, but I gave it a five. Zach gave it a five. You both gave it a four and a half. But Polly was straight fives for all of us.
0: I would say I enjoyed Polly the best. That is my. I was gonna
2: say, um, I've kept track. I have my notebook right here of our ratings, and uh, I think the surprise slash most popular slash best one we covered, I feel like it's also our best episode is Polly. Um, mm. uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm right on the same train. Uh, we all gave a five. I just think that, uh, it surprised me too. Like, uh, like as far as revisiting it, Homer Bound surprised me with how well it stood up where I was like, Oh, okay. This is actually like still a good movie. Like it's not just childhood nostalgia. Um, Airbud was, I think as we all expected, like uh, a little subpar, um, not terrible, I just a li- yeah. Uh and then Bay Babe Pig in the city was bonkers. Um, and then this movie was I think right about what we all predicted it yeah. would be. It was yeah. like yeah. oh yeah. like it, it was, was the yeah, least expensive we were... movie
1: we watch about Yes, that movie, like, Yeah,
2: and then but... Polly was the shock, was like, Okay, uh like, this is incredible. What the hell? This yeah. this movie yeah. uh, and Dave uh complimenting me when I said it, I said it had it was it was m- deeper than it any than it had any right to be, and I think that uh, of the movies we revisited for me, I was just like, "Damn!" Like this movie, I didn't know it was gonna hit this hard. Uh, I would recommend. I'd recommend that movie now to like film junkies. I'd be like, "Have you revisited Polly anytime soon? Because you sh- you should. That's that sweet. movie will tear you up." But yeah, I I think um, I'm glad we all could arrive at that
1: too. We all said Poly. also a experience last week. I think. Then no one knows what the fuck that movie was in my friend group. So it, who said you guys were saying that, like, people didn't Chase. know that? Uh, I mate, just assumed mate. everyone knew that movie, but like, that's, uh, that's even, what like, Steve people did. my exact age didn't really know the movie. Um, but, uh... I, it's it's tough for me, because I think, as in terms of movies, I think Babe, Pig in the City, it's like, I like that movie better uh, just because of how bizarre it is. Um... But Polly is t- t- the answer of your question for sure. Like that was yeah. like my favorite yeah. this month because I had seen Babe last year or two years ago. I haven't seen Polly in over twenty years, I'm sure. Um, so it was it was just a nice surprise. It was fun to talk about. Uh, I found myself like somewhat drunkenly explaining to like several family members like extended family members at a dinner we were out at a restaurant and i was just telling everyone at the table the plot of polly it's like no, oh I'm my god sh- <laughs> well you don't even understand <laughs> <this>. dude <laughs> i love that you do that because
2: i feel like i've done that uh i did do i did that at like thanksgiving and like uh when i mean uh this was like a kind of a thanksgiving gathering <laughs> like but i was um, basically like gotta talk about paul <laughs> Yeah. I love that. I love that you did that. But yeah, uh I, I like this month. I like the theme that we did. I did too. I, I did too. I like that this month is a little bit loose. We we unbuttoned a couple buttons and we sat back in our chairs and we uh and we, we relaxed and, and, and we, we belched. We, yes. And we and we made uh you know, we made we we allowed
1: ourselves we allowed our guard down, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's and surprisingly we still keep it keep it. Professional, not even professional, but we keep it like I'm like still surprised when I'm like, all right, we're just talking about these, these pet movies, but we still analyze and pick it apart as we would like a normal movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah, we kept just the cool. formula rolling. But it, but it, it definitely like, I'm not really that worried about taking notes or like. You know, researching too too much to go into these episodes because it was just like a relaxing It was month.
0: it was more fun. It a and honestly, yeah, we had to cram a lot. Yes, <laughs> we we did, but I mean, it wasn't. It didn't feel. It didn't feel how like sometimes when we do episodes, like I I get so stressed out if I don't know what I'm gonna talk about or something like uh-huh. that. And I felt like this month, it was kind of a breather. We all like let's watch some good movies that we either like even like. The worst one is probably Air Bud. Sure. but I mean, like even Airbud, we were just like, okay, well, F it's it. a it's a fun movie, or it's a it's a stupid movie that we can at least watch. You know what I and, mean? Uh, and it's uh, uh, a round of
2: applause just for my boys. Uh, we uh, this is our sixth miniseries that we completed this year. So, and also, I think Chase, you said that we completed more episodes this year than any, any other? other.
0: Yeah, uh, said, Dave it, said that. Dave you th- said that. Yeah. You think? Yeah. Even with yeah. us doing eight episodes for a month. Yeah,
1: but bec- well, because the first year we started in November. Um and then the second year we had crazy gaps. Yeah, I guess you're
0: right. So yeah. And we
1: did January yeah. and then didn't return again. Until, until... Like,
2: April. Also, um Thanksgiving oh, just balls. passed. Uh so hey, uh thankful uh for both of you. I just wanted to say that on the air. I'm thankful for both of thankful you. Thankful for uh, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I love you uh, all. You thankful guys are that amazing. we yeah, love you guys. Love thankful that podcasts. we have uh kept kept this thing going. Thankful, thankful for the for podcast.
1: Yeah, thankful for the listeners. We're thankful for Ethan Hawk.
2: Ethan Hawk, even, even though even he never came. But uh,
1: yeah. uh, I don't know, hey, Jason, Someone told me one time you're only like two people away from meeting the person you want to meet. Maybe he was what? more, maybe he was three. Why? But it's like, I know you know someone who knows someone, is basically how it goes. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but it's more, it's even shorter than that. That you're only like two people away from meeting someone, someone new. Yeah, maybe one of our listeners out there is one person away from Ethan Hawk. You know, they're like, Oh, you know, my boss knows Ethan Hawk or whatever. So. Get him on Ethan, here. Ethan <laughs> Hawk. We're calling out for you, bud. Calling all Ethan Hawks. Calling all Ethan, Ethan Hawks.
0: Hawks. You need him on Hawk Zone 3. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, would this, would this be a good time, Chase, to go into... Random! Of course it is, Stephen. Uh, do any of you have random for this, this week? I, I do, um...
2: My golly gee, holy cow! The Steven Spielberg bracket from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah, Spanpage is down to the final two. And uh, wow, it is so, Jurassic Park versus Jaws, which you is don't crazy. think We said either of those
1: last episode.
2: I thought we said Saving Private Ryan 100%. I thought that versus was a Jurassic. We, Park well, we versus did Jaws versus we, Jaws. We no, did no, 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 no we for said the Jurassic final,
1: yeah, so like if if Saving Private Ryan won, oh yeah, yeah, it I think we been did going, say because what is, Jurassic Park was against, it was against Raiders, Raiders right? yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a surprise, and um, it
2: and it's two creature features, you know, at that which is.
1: the two that you and I uh, have always kind of struggled with, yes. Like, I want to say Jurassic Park is better than Jaws, but is that like Spielberg blasphemy or just cinema blasphemy or what, you know, I I wholeheartedly want to say, I I think, or I I would rather Jurassic Park win over Jaws. Yeah, me too.
2: Uh, I think it's funny. I said the same thing. I sent a message to Dave and I was like, this is, it's funny because it's the two movies. Dave and I have watched a lot of Spielbergs together. Uh, And, we've had porch conversations about both of these movies. And I think the, the words have been uttered both times. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. It might be yeah. the greatest movie ever made yeah. about both of these movies. Uh, you know, jokingly, um, but also just, I mean, everybody's childhood, I feel like was at some point you watch jaws and Jurassic park. So you can relate to this. Also, I just want to say Spielberg in general, like I, after watching the fable God, I might, I, I he might be my favorite director of all time, and I know I've said Stanley Kubrick for like eighteen years, but I I don't know, man. Yeah. Spielberg That's was the tough. first. Director That's a very new.
1: Yeah, first, he's, he's the first director. Doubt a top five for me, or maybe for me too. Three. Yeah,
2: dude. I think Dave. I think when you break it down, I think Dave's favorite director is Martin Scorsese. Although he he'll argue it back and forth, but. Uh, it is. It's true. It you've, is. You've it convinced is. me of that. Like, when you're uh, like, just
1: admit it. And I'm like, all right, I guess <laughs> it's true. <laughs>
2: But I think Spielberg's in your, uh, I think Spielberg might be either, it's two or three for you. Yeah, top three.
1: Well, it's weird. I'm going to have to finally do something I've never had to do. Uh, I mean, I don't have to do it, but when I complete a director's filmography on my letterbox, I like to rank the movies, and he is, for someone I've loved so much, he's uh, so someone that hard to- never, I, yeah, but I finally, or once I watch the last 20 minutes of, Big, friendly garbage. Uh, yeah, God, that I movie. I mean, uh, I don't no, hate it, no. but I'm, I'm just so over it because I've been uh, yeah, watching it in massive chunks, and I'm just like, I just don't want to finish this movie. It feels like homework at this point. Uh, it
2: it does. It but does. I'm going to
1: yeah. have to put, put a number one in that slot, which I, even with Scorsese, I'm always accepting that it's a... Uh, Wolf when, of
2: Wall Street. It's a
1: word malleable. Uh, it, it it will change. Uh, yeah. Like,
2: if uh, if you had to pick a number one Spielberg right now, and I feel like you could do it because you've seen BFG, and I don't think the last 30 minutes of BFG
1: are going to yeah. make you change <laughs> the greatest <laughs> <You> Spielberg. <know>. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think the I greatest Spielberg is? I think Jurassic Park is my favorite Spielberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, I will yeah. argue it's yeah. even his greatest movie. Like, you know, like, but I, I don't know. It's my favorite, I think. Oh yeah, so
2: fun. But anyways, that was my first bit of random. I'll I'll knock out my last two, and then you guys can go. Sorry, Uh, that was a long tangent. There was also, uh, um, uh, I think this is exciting. The Mario, Super Mario Brothers trailer will be released tomorrow at, uh, what's it called? Uh, during Nintendo Direct, which I guess is maybe like a launch. Um, well, that's cool or something. But yeah, so we're going to get a new trailer tomorrow For Mario um, I also thought This was funny, I sent this to Dave And this is just a little bit of a fact That I double checked and I thought it was funny This is a little bit of random trivia But uh, I guess for the Untouchables, the movie, 1987 uh, Brian De Palma Asked Bob Hoskins to play Al Capone in case Robert De, De Niro would not accept the role uh when de niro finally took the role de palma de palma sent hoskins a 200,000 check uh along with a thank you notes. hoskins subsequently called up de palma to ask him if there were any more films that he didn't want him to be in or that he wanted him to be in um <laughs> I say guys just paid that, for that, yeah that, yeah he got pa- he got, he got paid for a role he never did uh which i just thought was funny i never also i watched the untouchables last year and i, I liked it uh that movie's wild. It's fun. Um, yeah,
0: it's a good movie.
2: Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, it's in my wow. 80s, 90s pack chase if
1: you ever want to watch it. If you I've seen it. That. I
0: watched it last year. I watched yeah, it when yeah. my that's dad a, went to surgery. I
1: was trying yeah, that's to a think fun after movie. that. Um, if Hoskins had actually worked with the Palma, and I can't, I'm even looking at his filmography now, and I've not seen it.
2: Yeah. But that seems that,
1: surprising. Like, they should have worked together after that. That was all I had for Random. You guys can take it away. I uh, uh, well,
0: I don't have any random. The only thing I would have brought up was uh, I went to the theaters today and I watched some trailers that looked pretty good. But
1: all right. That's kind of random. To be
0: honest, I don't remember any of their names, <laughs> so that doesn't really help my case. But uh, there's one that's coming out that's about the, uh, I guess it's the guy. He's a violin person from, like, it's a black violinist from, like, the eighteenth whenever Mop or uh I think it was uh Beethoven, whenever he was alive. But he okay. apparent or Mozart, he interrupted a Mozart show and he became famous for this thing, but you know, he's black, so it really changed. It looks really good. And it comes out next year and I couldn't remember okay. what the name of it was. But I, that,
1: I, sw- I might have seen that trailer too and I can't think of it now. It
0: um, looked awesome. Absolutely great.
1: um have you seen- uh did you see the knock at the cabin? I, I think I've already brought this. up. I've off, seen it a have lot. You seen that I don't trailer? know if I Seeing like it, in it. theaters. I always kind of get pumped for it. I yeah. think it just looks really intense. I actually,
0: different. I did notice something about Dave uh, Batista. I always say Batista. his last Batista. Thank you. On his uh, left ring finger, I know my mic is uh-huh. covering that. He has like a specter, like octopus, on really? that finger. During that trailer and I'm like, What?
1: He's
0: what? Is he a bond? It from yeah. The movie? I, well he's not even in that movie. So it's like he's what Spectre. Is he
1: actually? Yeah, he's one of the henchmen in Specter. Wait,
0: so are you saying that he actually got that tattooed on his body? Maybe. Dude, that's so cool. yeah, I saw that today and I was like, That's a Spectre octopus on his finger. Huh, when well, he's shaking the girl's that. hand. I was like, Whoa, this is so cool.
1: Um, um Do you remember any other trailers?
0: Yeah, I mean a lot of the the same old ones. It was uh oh my god, what else? Uh Devotion. There was a trailer for Devotion even though that's out now. Yeah. Um I, see that. I no, really want to see
1: that. I don't know what kind of reviews it's been getting, but I always like war movies, but like I feel like war movies Achilles heel is and there are some exceptions, but if it is a PG-13 war movie, I feel like they just don't often don't land well yeah um Um, trying to depict war in a pg-13 even though the ratings are like whatever you could blow a guy's head off as long as there's no boob i don't
0: i don't even think that i don't even remember anymore i i think that was it
1: uh i just sent this to steve i think we already kind of talked about it but i thought it was interesting that they are um Using de aging technology for what I think is just going to be a scene in in Indiana Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. I I mean, this is Harrison Ford saying it, but I don't know. He's a grouch, so I kind of believe him. But he says he thinks it's the best it's ever looked like the de aging technology. Wow.
0: Okay. Um, Which, uh,
2: Dave, now uh, that's an interesting question I have for you. Uh, I, I segue real quick, side tangent. How do you feel? in retrospect, about the
1: de-aging ed, uh The Irishman? Um, I personally, it never bothered me, and I haven't watched that movie in over a year now, but um, I don't think it'll ever bother me. But that is like okay. a crux for so many people. For, yeah, like, I was going to
2: say, for so many people, it's a problematic it
1: one, yeah. Yeah, and I just, I'm like, I just don't fucking care. Like, it doesn't matter to me. The movie's too good. The
2: yeah, the movie's too good. good. It doesn't bother me either. That's why I was yeah. wondering. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm still watching
1: you know, legends be legends, you know? It's not like their acting is bad.
2: It right, and that's looks what's ultimately... a little funny sometimes.
1: Yeah,
0: but that's you,
2: what's you're ultimately okay important with that. Is yeah. What is the story around this? Yeah. Which is also like de-aging is something we're still trying to figure out. I think some projects it looks better than others, but I also just like uh, the possibilities it presents. And it's like now we can... We can have an old actor play a younger version of himself in a flashback, or I we mean, can have like when I don't it know, comes to
1: doing some Indiana Jones shit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That's, that's, just, that's just
2: that's just like it's cool. Yeah, it's like
1: seeing Luke beat the shit out of like a ton of people, the, the the people in the Mandalorian or whatever. Yeah, you know, absolutely, like you get to see which was stuff that a very enjoyable moment. You know, yeah. you, you never thought we would get to see again. Um So that yeah. like it really does. It, I'm just me saying that now. I guess I never thought about it that perspective, but it just kind of gets me excited that we could see a a, a young whippersnapper snapper Harrison Ford. You know, like not right. looking like he did even in A Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. It was kind of sad to see him. Not that he was like that, like elderly in that movie, but I just remember the whip scenes like in that hey. movie when he'd like fly. I'd be like, Le- Damn, least
3: favorite,
2: least <laughs> favorite
1: Spielberg. Uh yeah I, I guess it's it's probably 1941. Yeah. And then maybe the BFG. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, dude, I, I told you I don't like much. it. I
2: don't like uh, it. Is it that I bad? It. And and honestly, I don't hate it. You don't hate is, it. It's just not that a-
1: great either. A controversial opinion that I think I should probably revisit because of how many people give me shit for it. But Hook is down there for me. No, Although, I, I can't you. even. What was the last time you watched it? Uh When Robin Williams passed, so like Which not was, oh. like that, like 2014. And
2: still it didn't do it. It did nothing for you. I was
1: actively annoyed by the movie. Like, and I, it just felt like it just wasn't even a real.
2: I, I love know. that. I don't movie. know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was it. gonna. I was gonna say. I'm gonna say something Nostalgia controversial. Didn't
1: work for me when what's came your, to that movie. What's I your favorite version of Peter Pan? As a kid, I guess I the don't. Disney animated one. I, I was, Yeah, I've only seen two. As the animated have you ever one. seen Pan? No. You remember that which one I'm yes, talking about? Like, I love like, that
2: like one. Like oh, yeah. I do so believe in say, fairies. I
0: do. I I've seen do. And
2: Neverland. But... And, yeah, and I'm gonna say my favorite my favorite good. version of Peter Pan ever is Hook.
1: Hook. Yeah. Is Hook. Like I don't know. I I gotta revisit it. Yeah I think I, at like... the time I was trying to be like I was just really mourning Robin Williams, and I was yeah. like, well, this is, like, if not Aladdin, this is where he started for me, was Hook. And uh, I was like, this movie is a piece of shit. In fact, I didn't even finish it. I shut it off, like, an hour and a half in.
0: We have a, um, we have a co-worker at work who looks like Rufio, and I told him. Rufio. Oh, I told really? him the other, yeah, it, Tony. Tony. <laughs> Oh my! The bartender yeah. to- I told him, I'm like, hey, it's bartender Rufio. To-
2: you know who? Uh, you know what? Brent reminds you of Chase. I feel like you help. shouldn't I- call a bartender Rufio. <laughs> I, oh, I, good I, point. I didn't think about <laughs> that. that. That maybe, there's, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's this guy Dave. There's this guy Dave named Brent that I work with, and he, uh, I go disc golfing with him, and he looks like every. German henchman in yes, any action yes, movie. Yeah, thank like, you. Uh, yes, thank you. He looks like the computer guy. Like, he's like, you're like, oh, that's a German. He has, um, like, a beard, like, but it's like. From like, a die, die Hard movie or, like, a remember, Weapon movie or, uh, like. It's scene,
1: hilarious. The scene in Funny People where, like, it's after he's. Uh, Adam Sandler's been diagnosed with his uh I haven't, seen it. I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. Oh, oh, wow. I thought we all watched that together. I know oh, we did. I know we right, watched This isn't it. a spoiler. I mean, the movie is about him with cancer. Uh, okay, but okay. He's just in the doctor's office, and he's with a very tall, blonde German man, and he cannot stop making, like, riffs about, like, how he's, like, He's like, oh, what did Hans Gruber tell you to do today? Or like, he's—I mean, that's probably not something he actually said, but something like that, you know? He's like, were you upset when John McClane killed your brother? Or, <laughs> like, he just keeps riffing on like German henchman jokes, and it's really funny. He's like, yes, yes, I get it. I look like henchmen yeah, this is a heart Um, that's we want to go super into what a- random, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, do we want to go into what we've been watching? Because I'm yeah. excited about this part. I'm excited, but I'll go. I'll go last. You guys can go.
0: Well, okay. I, do you? Or Chase can go. No, it depends. I I only have two, or a few no, more no. than two. A few more. B- recommend well, at least a few. Yes, I forgot. I I. It's hard. We I don't remember what was the last thing we said because we've recorded three different things.
2: Chase, look at your letterbox.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at and it. And
2: pull up, pull up dread from when you watch dread oh, onward. onward thank onward. you purple thank you. was the last thing thank i you.
1: mentioned i think so
2: yeah so right, dread so onward that's what i do every podcast I make myself
1: when, a little do you smart. guys know the actual day that we did babe on by any chance no but do We're you want to know what something uh, 24th, crazy 24th i believe uh
2: no. You on you thanksgiving aren't... no i'm <laughs> that... sorry the 23rd or 25th was the I 25th i think the 22nd
0: I was know it? we. Oh wait,
1: you're right. We can just look at our. Text.
2: No, you're right because my letterbox does line yeah, up. You with that. Right. At... Yeah, you could just look. at Yeah, that's what I, I had my mark as. You're right.
0: Do you know what's also kind of weird? Uh, because I listened to it today and I was like, oh shit, that's weird. Uh, we recorded that 1899, the first uh, our first reactions, the night after we recorded Polly, and that came out before Polly. right. Yeah, crazy. Inception. Inception. Okay, let me. I'm just pulling up my list. My phone was glitching. It was
1: the 22nd, by the way. Okay, so now I know one more thing I can mention.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, so what I've been watching. So of course, even though just Steve just said it, uh, we watched. Uh, Judge Dredd, which was actually pretty good, and yeah, su- Dave,
1: that was like the raid Judge Dredd style. Yeah, like yeah. was a Yeah. yeah. Um, Surprisingly, I didn't add. I it didn't to my know list. you guys hadn't seen it. Have you seen the Stallone Dread, Steve? Yes. yes. I changed? I haven't. No. i have you seen, seen it? Either no. Don't watch it. Yeah, well, um, one of the things that people always complain about is, is like the helmet. He immediately takes off his helmet, yeah, which like, is stupid. And it's I because like Stallone's like, I don't give a, fuck. yeah. And it's like, Stallone, as much
2: as I love a lot of his roles, uh, not a lot of his roles, I should say, as much as I love two of his characters, um, <laughs> that he did a lot, um, I don't respect. Decision to be like, well, if, this, uh, if I'm going to be in the movie, then I won't be able to see my face.
1: Right, people are it's, to see this it's, face, right? it's you're
2: still like, dude, Stallone still, by the way, has an epic jawline. So I don't know why seeing Stallone's eyes and his nose were such a prominent decision for him. But anyway, uh, I will tell you, Dave, leagues above the original. Because um, the original is like a joke it's like something that's roped into the category with, like, the Mario Brothers movies or, like, you know what I mean? It's not yeah. It's not a movie that's held in high right. regard at all. So, it's like it for sucks, them to actually
1: do the character right was, like, it's Like, within, like, the film circles or whatever, like, people like Dread. Like, it's a... Well known, like people like that movie, but I it did shit at the box office,
2: yeah, which is just no chance of a
1: sequel. I feel like which I would love more dread, Um, yeah.
2: I love the idea of judge, jury, executioner in the moment, and that's what the, Mm -hmm. the world you live in is like. Like this guy could prosecute you, convict you, all in, like, the moment. And I I don't
1: know. I love that story. I remember, I mean, there might have been a two-year difference or so, but I feel like it came out around the same time as the Total Recall remake. And I just felt like it was just a shining example of, like, no, we can, like, take older properties or, like, use properties and make them good, like, just don't fucking suck. Like, I don't know. Like, I... I just remember being like, no, the future world, like, you can see, like, a cool, like, future world movie that doesn't suck. I don't know why I compare it to Total Recall, but that movie just was so terrible. The Um, Colin Farrell one. So
0: I also, I'm going to leave two for Steve because I know Steve's really excited to talk about those two or his oh, three God, yes. his three yeah but so, uh so. uh steve and i also watched the fablemans the other day which we both oh, uh, oh, absolutely Chase, yes, yes. adored we loved it mm-hmm. i know dave watched it as well and liked it right
1: yeah man um yeah just um, contender for um, best picture best yeah, best- yeah. yeah. I, for me it's just best of the year i don't I'm wondering about its Oscar, uh, its Oscar potential. I think it'll be nominated for a lot, but um, I
0: don't think it's gonna I win, think... to be honest. Because I feel like a lot of people will just be like, "Well, that didn't feel like a, a an incredible epic Spielberg."
2: I told Eric this today. I said, uh, "If you're asking me what I think the best pitcher to come
1: out this year was, I'd say it was The Fablemans. Yeah. It's and a, it's, like, it's neck and neck for uh, me of what my favorite was. was My favorite was Nope. but Everything that, Everywhere. Right. Uh, and this. And I guess Nope. Nope. Everything Everywhere. The Fablemans. And Dr. Stranger. My only five-star movies I've given out this
2: year. Wow. Yeah, uh, oh, Dave, I did that interesting loop, by the way, too, and I saw I've only given seven movies this year, five stars, and Fablemans this was one cool. of them.
1: Twenty twenty two. I'm saying. I don't know well, how yes. many five stars yes. I've actually given out. Well, case,
2: yeah, I know that. Yeah,
1: um, but where, are but you, yeah, saying, so
2: you saying all the this year? You this watched? year, okay. This year, the out of my 365,
1: oh, okay. No, okay. Out of okay. three okay. six
2: five. No, um, um, yeah, out of three six five. Twenty twenty two. It might be Dave. It might be
1: three. Nope, Fablemans and. Everywhere. Everything um, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be my only three five star twenty twenty twos. I don't know if I gave any other movies five stars. Oh, Horseman gave... had a
2: four and a half, I think.
1: Yeah. I guess I didn't give Liquor's Pizza five stars, but I think I will when I rewatch it. Um and then, then I right, also so,
0: uh I watched yeah. tonight I went to go see uh the menu. I finally got uh, to see my menu. Uh, Woo! how did you how did you like it, Chase? I enjoyed it. I talked a little bit with Dave about it. You know, I I don't want to say much because I don't want it to. I don't want you to have it in your mind when you go see it. Uh, But I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually really liked the plot. I liked the story and everything a lot. Uh, There are things that I question, but I that's just me being dumb. Uh overall, I definitely recommend if you want to see something kind of really like I, I, I like the concept of it a lot. I that's all I'm gonna yeah. say. I, I don't wanna spoil anything.
1: But uh I think uh, we talked I, I don't know if this is I don't think it's a spoiler. I I think we talked about how like we were getting murder mystery vibes from the trailer. It's yeah, not a murder it's mystery, not. Say yes. that, but it, it feels like a murder mystery in many ways, like just the cast and like, you know, like the gathering of people in one location. The actual like story,
0: like the plot itself is actually something I didn't expect and I actually really like as a concept. I think very that's a fun movie. Yes, I very fun.
1: Everyone, every review I read was like, I feel so cliche, but this movie was tasty. But I'm like, yeah, that's a word that I would use to describe this I,
0: I definitely, I, I'm borderline, like, I'm kind of a split between a three and a half and a four. I really liked this movie to give it a four, but I also, like, there were some things I didn't really like. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of conflicted. But I bet you by tomorrow I'll probably figure out what I want to give it, really. But yeah, that is all I've watched.
1: Alrighty. um... I watched a few. I watched a lot, a good amount of movies, I guess, or not a huge amount since last week. Last week, but um, I did want to mention because I'm pretty sure this came out on Wednesday. If we recorded on Tuesday of last week, Andor ended last week, and I I think it might be my favorite Star Wars show I i've think had it might someone be tell me something that... star wars thing since rogue one and it might have even beaten rogue one like but i don't know highly recommend getting on that show for you guys um it's very enjoyable and the ending really like got me emotional and it hit all checked all the boxes um but last week or er, yeah, I think it was the day after we recorded. I watched the movie Always, is Spielberg movie. Yeah, um, yeah. You said the least. You texted me the least Spielbergish. No, I was saying it's the. Or... Least, it it was the least I knew about any. Oh, Spielberg the least movie. you knew. Yeah, okay. I knew it had something to do with pilots, but um, I don't know if I want to spoil it for you. I'm sure if you watch a trailer, this is a hundred percent in the trailer and the synopsis. But I didn't know it going in. It's like a ghost story. <laughs> like, it's like Richard Dreyfus is a ghost, just like being like, Hey, I'm a ghost. I'm Richard Dreyfus. But like early in the movie, he crashes and then he is a ghost following a new pilot that is like in love with Holly Hunter, who is Richard Dreyfus's girlfriend before he dies. And, uh, I really, really liked it. It, it. There were some things that really bothered me about it. Um, so I didn't really give it a great score. I think it was either a three and a three and a half. Um, but definitely worth a watch. Did feel very Spielbergy, uh, Steven. Um,
2: okay, good, and
1: good. looked very Spielbergy. i I'm pretty sure it was John Williams. You know, you got Richard Dreyfuss in there. So you, you have one of his main guys, um, And, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it for Spielberg fans. And just pilots, I guess, or any air, you know.
0: Air connoisseurs or whatever, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, And after that, I saw, sorry, I just had the list up. Then just (laughs) just turned it away. I saw, oh, I think just the next thing that I saw would have been Glass Onion. Yeah, so yeah. just give us a little um,
0: spoiler free. Yeah, I don't want to talk
1: it. about it too much because we're experts and we'll, yeah. we'll potentially yeah. do an ex- episode on this. We, yeah, we'll be most likely or definitely doing it doing it, yeah. It. Um but I will say it lives up to the first one. Um and highly enjoyable. And right. I I'm really, really, really happy about it being in theaters for the week, you know. One it was I, I saw it with a packed house, and I was like, this, this is great. Like, I don't know. It deserves to be seen with a, an audience, I think. One um, question, and this is spoiler, not spoiler,
2: and Chase, don't get mad for me asking this. No, I um, might
0: get mad at you.
2: Don't. It's just a five question. Last Sheila vibe or no?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, we'll okay. talk about that. There's okay. Yes. Many, yeah. many that's it. Just leave that's it there. Just know. leave it there. That's that. good. Yeah. That's yeah. all I want to know. Cool. Um, and I'll I'll say you know how he subverts expectations in the first one. You would you would find it hard for him to do again in the second one in such a a um, similar way of subverting expectations, but he does it again. Like it, it really does pull the rug out at one point, and it's. Um, so you, and this is again good odd spoiler. Does it
2: affect us at all? You did not guess the who did it done, oh, don't don't say don't say
0: it. don't say that don't, i don't even want to know that that yeah. whether or not dave yeah. guessed don't, it yeah mm-hmm. i don't even want to know that i want to go in completely blind i had thoughts that's, and okay. i don't
1: know it's it's whatever yeah i'm sorry i just Actually, i don't know how that would be
2: i chase i don't know how would connect what dave thought because you whether don't know Dave's whether thoughts.
1: or not i could have guessed the ending i there's no way i could have guessed how it got there let's just yeah, that's okay. what i want okay. to know that's fine that's fine
0: okay
2: Thank you, Chase. I think you're overthinking because, like, damn, I no overthink.
0: Oh, dude, with murder mysteries, <laughs> I've noticed I it my last think. time. Okay, the yeah. The question is,
2: yeah, the question was just if you ex if you expected what you what ended, and he said no. I good, think
0: I cool. think what I would have asked it, it was it fair, but I don't want you to even answer that. So don't don't even answer. I will that.
1: also just say, um, cast like was phenomenal, held up to the original ensemble and. Also, Daniel Craig is like having ten times more fun in this movie, and he was already having fun in the Perfect. last movie. So it was really—that's really, also
2: what I've heard. Yeah, really
1: enjoyable watching him in this. Um, but yeah, highly recommend. And, uh, and then the Fablemans. Um Yeah, I saw that as well. I don't remember how much we just talked about that, but <laughs> um, I don't know. It's fucking outstanding. I feel like it. It it made me understand Spielberg's filmography more than I did before. Me somehow. too. Like, uh like I also at, just like, I don't know, like,
0: but that kind of
1: disagreed with me on this, but I'm like, I feel like close encounters makes so much more sense now. Like, like a man just getting up and leaving his family for his passion or the thing that he's obsessed with made sense. I don't know. The, the end cameo was incredible. Uh, I won't say who it was, I guess, but David Lynch playing that person was incredible. Uh, I thought that was. Perfect. I agree. I agree. Um, Where's the horizon? Yeah, uh, I thought the kid was you know what, outstanding. You know what I also is? I didn't. I didn't see anything with him in it, and uh, by the end of the movie, I was like, this kid looks like a young Spielberg, and I was. Really you know what sounds crazy,
2: that. Dave? As I as I looked to chase and. uh, as long as this movie isn't, it's a it's a two hour and thirty minute movie. Yeah. When it ended, when he's looking out the lot,
1: I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, Same. Oh, that was I the will, ending." I wasn't because surprised it, that that was the ending, but I was surprised. I I was like, "God, there." I wanted more. I wanted another more yeah. hour and oh, hour I could left watched in this. Movie. And, and, it, and I had a yes. piss so bad, but I yeah I, was, I didn't feel like two and a half hours had gone by at that.
2: Point. No, yeah. no, it just moves. So yeah. well, like a well, very
1: engrossing. Movie. It's Spielberg's most personal film ever. Obviously, and, it's about and, himself. And,
2: and um, like this is a, this is not even a bias. This is a statistical fact. Spielberg is the most commercially successful director of all time. Um, Like if you add up all of his movies, grossing wise, he's commercially the most successful director. And this. This movie might not get the commercial praise, but, like, if you are a Spielberg fan and you want to yeah. like, what yep. made Spielberg Spielberg, I think this movie gives you a good
1: inside story. I was hesitant story.
2: about that,
1: uh, thinking, like, is your average, just when my friends were like, is it good? Like, is it any good? Obviously, I'm going to be like, yeah, it was amazing, but do I recommend it to them? I don't know. Like, would they find it's, it boring? Yeah. Would they find it...
2: Because like oh also like I just want to say this movie is so personal to me, so to recommend it for to somebody and somebody to be like oh it was kind of boring is gonna hurt yeah I'm like no nah, like, well, this you're movie is boring fuck you yeah <laughs> like yeah because yeah I, I agree with what you're saying Dave like this is not a oh go see it it's Jaws or it's or it's Jurassic Park or it's Saving Private Ryan no that's not yeah. that type of movie it's very personal to Spielberg but it's also very personal. To maybe the audience that grew up with Spielberg.
1: So, yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. just, and it's crazy to think like he's been serving up audiences since the 70s. Like you could have been a kid in the 70s, a kid in the 80s, a kid in the 90s, six decades, six, six decades. And he's yeah. one of your, he's gonna be most likely one of the first people that teaches you. Like the cinematic language, whether you realize it or not. Like, as a kid, he was the first director I ever knew his name, but that yes. still didn't mean anything to me. I had just seen a ton of his movies. Like, it was. Right. Just I,
2: I knew it. I knew it. I knew Spielberg was a director before I knew what a director was. Yeah.
1: Spielberg and George so, Lucas were kind of that. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah. Hell yeah. yeah to the Fablemans. And if you're just if you love movies and not in the sense like, yeah, I enjoy a movie. Like who doesn't, but it's like if movies mean something to you, yeah, like the art, the, uh, just cause
2: there's so much talk about like, yes. like what is this hobby that, that yes. like, I don't want to invest in this hobby. And then he like, he has these, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Cause this movie is just a magical experience. I think you need to, if you're into what we're into, you need to watch, but there's, yeah, some real good moments where it's just like, it means it's not not just a hobby. Like filmmaking is so much more than that. And it's like,
1: I think it's also safe to say if you, if you listeners out there spend your time listening to these dopes talk about movies, you're going to like this movie, you know, if if you listen to us rant enough about movies, you must like movies. Then you
0: must. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I guess Guardians, which I'll I'll say for Steve to you know. Well, yeah,
2: we can uh, we we can all talk about that collectively at the end. I think. Um, we'll hold hands,
1: we'll hold hands. But
2: I just wanted to go through, and it won't take me long. Um, I will. I'll drop this one first. Schindler's List. I finally watched. Um, all the way through, and I had seen a lot of the girl in the red dress, but didn't understand technically the context, and I knew the lore, and I'd seen like. So many scenes from this movie, but this movie is three hours and like 16 minutes long. It is a long haul of a movie. Uh never seen it from beginning to end. So sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And uh, fantastic, fantastic. I gave it five stars. Um really hits you at the end where Spielberg brings in like the real life. survivors that are representing the characters you just watched played on screen beautifully
0: for three hours
2: and then you have it breaks into color and then you have the real life survivors of the story you were just told it's just I don't know and then Spielberg himself being of Jewish you know descent like it's just I don't know like uh, it was uh, I, I, I guess I could say this confidently the most beautiful picture of the of uh, the humanity part of the Holocaust that's ever been captured on film it is like uh, through all the ugly and like that movie is ugly. Like you see people get shot in the head, you get see people like getting shot in hospital beds. You see parents getting separated from children. You see like it's just it's awful, the, but the, the balance the balance that yeah the juxtaposition of just like what Liam Neeson is doing his character Schindler is doing is just uh it's beautiful and I think it's the most yeah. I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps and well, talking as I'm talking it. about yeah, it. it's, yeah but it's, it's like it's the most beautiful representation of just like humanity human and
1: or will human be spirit, spirit even yes in the face and just of evil like yes yeah,
2: yeah it's just a very 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 good story about overcoming the this colossus force of evil. Um. So, yeah, five stars across the board. One of his one one of the greatest pictures ever made, but also just one of Spielberg's greatest accomplishments. And, uh,
1: and also, I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I wrongfully sometimes equate this movie with like, yeah, it's an important heavy story. That's why it's good. But it's also just in general like, well. Incredibly well shot. It looks so good. Like the, I love the, the black the and white the aesthetic. In it yeah. is top tier, like Ray Fines and Liam Neeson. Oh, and, yeah. They get a yag. They're getting a yag. Yeah. It works and, so well. And it's, it obviously is incredibly heavy, but there is moments of levity and, like, I don't know, like some. I don't know. It, it's, uh, you, I, I gotta watch it again because it's always a movie I say uh, I only will watch it once, but starting to think about how I have to put it in my rankings now. And I'm like, Chiller's List is a great movie, but do I put it above like The Lost World, the Jurassic Park? I know. I will most definitely watch several more times in my life. Well, that's life, why I but... think
2: that bracket is telling of like what is more enjoyable of Spielberg. Yeah. And it's like, yep.
1: yeah, like I'm gonna pop
2: in like even saving Private Ryan as heavy it is as it is, I will pop that movie in before I will pop in Schindler's List again. Yeah. Schindler's List is a heavy Heavy, even Private
1: Ryan's like much a trip like to the ice cream parlor. Yeah, yeah,
2: like it's like Schindler's List and Color Purple ice exists parlor. in
1: this. What did I say? <laughs> I don't two know
2: movies. Well, I know what you're. I know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't dude. know why I said I, it's <laughs> a <laughs> little bit more parlor, Well, though. well, Steven <laughs> Private Ryan's a little bit more popcorny. It's a little yeah. bit more like, but uh yeah, Schindler's yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. Schindler's Listen, uh, The Color Purple exists in the same world to me, where it's just like yeah. heavy. Very important material, very important landmarks in cinema. However, am I in a race to be like, hey, George, let's watch Schindler's List tonight? No, I'm not. Like, I'm going to show you 17 other Spielberg movies. Uh, I'll make sure you've seen Schindler's List, but if you've already seen it, I'll show you 17 other Spielberg movies before I show you Schindler's List. Um, It's just a heavy movie. But uh, to go on a lighter note... um, I watched the Robert Rodriguez unofficial uh, El Mariachi trilogy, which was told to me by Dave a long time ago, uh, which even got me in the mood for it. Uh, I uh, was strolling through Walmart when I first moved to Ohio and uh, Dave and I had months previously, I don't know how long, had we had a random conversation and Dave was like, "Oh, there's one of these. We're talking about unofficial trilogies, mm-hmm. or at least like the same character being told through multiple
1: stories or so it's through my multiple favorite, films." Like, weird thing, yeah. That yes. Necessarily yeah. realize, you know.
2: And then Dave brought to my attention. He's like, "Oh yeah, Robert Rodriguez has got one of those. It's the El Mariachi trilogy, which I didn't even know existed. I thought I knew of the movie Desperado, and I knew of the movie Once Upon a Time in Mexico. However, did I have no idea?" that it was like the same character didn't know the same director didn't know El Mariachi was a film that started that. Um So I picked up this DVD when I was walking through Walmart in Ohio, one of the first months I'm here. And it was a, the, the El Mariachi trilogy and it was a Robert Rodriguez trilogy and packing. It had El Mariachi, Desperado, and once upon a time in Mexico. Um And so I was like, Oh, Dave told me about this. And I'm like, I already like Robert Rodriguez. I haven't really been, um, I'd say let down by Robert Rodriguez, like his spy kids material, I think is like his worst stuff, but he has a really weird, like directional or directorial path. Yeah, like, I think he goes, he's a pretty fascinating. Director. Yeah, he is. A very, and like, I often told, I told Chase this the other day. I was like, he's like the Spanish Tarantino, but like, and this if is Tarantino
1: no, like took like, half of his career to make yeah, during his movies. So. Yes, and I was also going to say, was, so um, interesting. Okay, so you had a nicer way of
2: saying it, but I was like, he's like the Spanish Tarantino, but he's not as good as Tarantino. But he like that's yeah. I, and, and like that's no like hit on him. I just think that like I I pre I like Tarantino. Well, they, more they're definitely
1: easily comparable similar. and share yeah. so many sensibilities. I think that's why they intertwine so much. Yeah, the and 90s. they work
2: so much. But um, I want to say right now, like knocked it out of the park. I enjoyed every single one of them. Um, I enjoyed. I watched the last two with you. So yeah, Chase watched Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So El, El Mariachi, I gave that a three and a half star. That one is fascinating um, to me and to anybody out there who just wants to make a film. Because Dave was telling me this too. There's a there's a book called Rebel Without a Crew. About Robert Rodriguez is just struggle to get this movie made. He made this movie for like $7,000 or something, yeah, something crazy. crazy low. And it's like you can tell in the movie, but it's like El Mariachi. I was telling Chase, Chase walked in on me watching it like halfway through and he's like, What is this movie? Because it looks like a Chuck Norris 80s action flick, but it has heart. And, uh, uh-huh. I was like, uh, oh, it's El Mariachi. And I was like, it's this, this trilogy that, you know, dave has been told me about a long time ago. I, wanna, I wanted to watch it. And I loved it. Like, it's like a student project film. Yeah. And it works, though. Like, it's got heart. Like, it's not a bad student project film. It's a good student project film. Well, and then from there, you know, he changes actors. So El Mariachi is played by Antonio Banderas in Desperado. Which out of the three, I will go ahead and tell you right now. I think Desperado is the best. Desperado was, I mean, that is a
0: Desperado was definitely the that best. is a Spanish Tarantino
2: film if I've ever seen one. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. It's pulpy. It's over was the top. Tarantino, it's in like, that or Once Upon No, a time? No, Once he's, Upon a Time.
0: Okay, yeah, no, um, no, no. Tarantino Desperado. is in Desperado.
1: You're right. Okay. You're right. In you're the right. Bar scene, right? Yes. yes. And he yes. dies
2: eventually, but. Uh, yeah, Desperado was awesome. Um, and then you have which is really weird. This is why this this trilogy doesn't really it I don't know how it plays because it's like Dave said, where it's like this is why it's an unofficial trilogy, is because each new installation kind of loosely plays off of what the events happened in the last movie. Yes. But but doesn't completely like you have and once upon a time in Mexico, you have Cheech Marin and um Danny Trejo return
1: as different characters even though they died yeah. in Desperado. And then you also it's have sim- like it's super similar to The Man with No Name trilogy. Right,
2: right, exactly. And that's 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 why we got in the conversation I think Dave in the first place was was that trilogy you were like Fistful of Dollars, Good Bad and the Ugly and
1: a few dollars before. a few a dollars, few dollars more.
2: more thank you but um yeah and so then we get to once upon a time in mexico so uh real quick i want to tell you my ratings of each movie el mariachi i gave it a three and a half desperado i gave a four once upon a time in mexico i gave a three so for the trilogy i go desperado is the best then el mariachi then once upon a time in mexico however once upon a time in mexico is a super interesting film film like that movie is super kooky. It's, I mean, Chase and I's favorite gag was that Johnny Depp's character had a prosthetic Dude, arm. The fake arm was is a, probably yeah. the best thing. That was and a then great he would scene. he'd he'd rip out he'd whip out. So the prosthetic arm was like just set in a in a in a stable motion. It was just like in a right angle. Um, and then it was like his right arm and it was just prosthetic. So a lot of people just thought it was his real arm, but then his real arm would come out just from under his,
1: the table.
2: Yes. That. And then shoot them. And it's like, it would look like for a second, he has three arms. And I thought that gag was hilarious. I think yeah, it was um, one of my favorite gags. That was yeah.
1: Really, really good.
2: And also just him. Um, I'll read you my, uh, my letterbox review, which I thought I said, chase, uh, read this and tell me you don't think it's, uh, uh, the perfect review of this movie, but it's uh I said in Letterbox. Once upon a time in Mexico, Johnny Depp possessed the powers of Daredevil during the concluding to 30 minutes of a movie. This is that movie. Hashtag Third Arm Blind, and it's he goes blind in the last 30 minutes of this movie. His yeah, eyes like, like with it, the poster, and then he right? has like hyper senses, and then he has the third arm. Like it's. He whips his third arm out. He's killing assassins. It's ridiculous. It's over the top, but uh, I loved it.
1: I thought it was the worst of the trilogy, but like. Um, really? I, okay, so you said three and a half for mariachi. Oh, mariachi. Three and a half
2: for me. I think Mariachi is better than Once Upon a Time, but okay. I think I still think Once Upon a Time is a recommend. I just think you have to watch the other two to, to appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. To appreciate it, yeah. To be like, yeah. oh, this is. Understand his, his the character. material. yeah. Well, his character, I, like, yeah.
1: I, I told you, I haven't seen the El Mariachi, and I really want to now, especially mm. after you talking about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely see it. All right, and he, then the might the be a goal for next year to Rodriguez. Yeah, he's so interesting. I had to watch a lot of movies so have be a rip by eyeball. Well,
2: though. well, I was even telling you know Chase this because Chase is like, I'm a little unfamiliar with Rodriguez, and I was like, let me pull, pull him his pull up his <laughs> filmography because yeah, I don't think you, you are.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, uh,
2: and I was like. Um, And we pulled it up, and Chase isn't, and I don't think you are either, Dave. I think there's probably between us, like, three or four movies that we haven't seen. Like,
1: Rodriguez, we have seen a lot of his properties. I I stopped at Spy Kids 2, so I would have Spy Kids 3, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Shorts. We Can Be Heroes, Spy Kids All the Time in the World. In terms of all of his kids shorts, I I forgot about your short story, Chase. Yeah. God, why? You told that on the podcast one time, and I don't Uh, remember. I literally
0: just brought that up, I think, a few weeks or like a few episodes ago. I've never
1: seen the machete, so that'd be cool.
0: Me, too, because there's two of them. But, um, all right. So the last one
2: I wanted to mention was, and we can talk about this before we end, is uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas holiday special, which uh, we talked about pre-podcast. But yeah, just your guys'. I, I want to make this I, one, an open
0: I, one I definitely, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wish it was longer. I uh, Weirdly enough, I was like, I'm glad it's only 45 minutes. And then after, I was like, I wish it was like a full movie. I feel like this is an actually really good story, really heartfelt. It still has kind of like risk in it. I don't know. It's weird. I also like how it's like bringing in canon, like new canon stuff where it's like, you know, you're bringing in, is it Cosmo? I, I always get it wrong, right?
2: Cosmo the Astrodog, yeah, yeah. which I'm excited about because uh, it's just, he's a character that was brought up in the first movie. He's voiced by, again, here, and it's appropriate time to talk about this because this month we've talked about it, but he's voiced by uh, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies star and uh Borat, the s- sequel star, uh, Marie Baklava. Uh, I don't think I'm saying that right, but um, she's playing... Is a female voice actor doing a male voice. But, yeah, I like that they're bringing him back. You know, they brought back... There was a lot of callbacks to other...
0: And I don't want to spoil um, it, uh, yeah, everything. I don't want but... to
2: spoil anything. Actually, I don't want to spoil anything, so... Yeah. I just thought it was... I liked the callbacks. Um, I liked the tone. I like that it's a bridge between this... It's kind of a bridge between Love and Thunder and Guardians 3. So... Long. yeah
1: like i feel like I you know it. some people might sleep on this and then see guardians three and they're going to be mentioning like, big a spoiler, like, yeah a, a yeah, spoiler like, a, yeah a, a, that a relationship that we are aware of now um that, that will you, be like oh know. wow yeah yeah um but yeah i think it's It was really nice. I feel like I am always generous with Marvel, especially in Phase 4 where everyone's just been poo-pooing it. But I think um, Steve said it, and I feel like no other Marvel movie will actually do this unless I choose to watch Iron Man 3 every year. Uh, I would probably revisit this for Christmas every year because it's short and sweet. It gives you a great Christmas vibe. It has a good Christmas soundtrack. Um, And, yeah, I... If you like the Guardians, it's just nice to see them again. Yeah, and
2: it's like you don't get much – you don't get any action. You might get a little bit of – man. I just want to precursor, you know, you know, I'm not spoiling, but, like, just expect this to be more of a intimate story about the characters. Yeah. And it's like I liked that. It was like a break from the chaos and the action of, like, the overall scheme of the MCU, and it got me geared towards Guardians 3. It gave me an intimate story about – these characters and like oh. uh made me appreciate them again. Like, oh yeah, these are the
1: guys I love. This is the bunch. Yeah. Like this is the the funky bunch. I love I love these characters. Well, it's it's also just cool. Like, I like to picture this like there's many stories like this in their history together, and we get to see this one. You know, yeah. like, you can yeah. picture that being like a throwaway joke of like, hey, remember the time we stole Kevin Bacon? Like in a future movie and we never actually got to see that or whatever, but it's cool. We get to see one of these wacky adventures. Um, Cause they do make weird thing about it that I keep thinking about is like, it's, it just feels strange to me. Guardians one and two is the crew that we know that includes, um, Zoe Saldana, Gamora. And it's just like kind of just strange to me like that the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special doesn't include her, but I get, you know, plot-wise why, why they, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I almost yeah. wonder if James Gunn is annoyed with the fact that they killed her in Infinity War.
2: I uh, I wonder well, I wonder the same thing, Dave. I was thinking that same thing because I was like, you get all these new additions like Kraglin and Nebula's now part of the crew and now yeah. Cosmo, we can expect going forward, is going to be part of the crew, but, like, um, where's Gamora? Dude, and it's like, I, 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 I would have, I, I would have, I say one Gamora. thing, I would have liked at least a, uh, <laughs> the mention of her name because her name is not yeah.
0: even mentioned, not one time. And it's like, we, we, no, it is mentioned, expect- they say since Gamora's off world or gone. They say okay. Gamora. They, they just didn't. They do? Okay. Yeah.
2: But it and it's like we suspect that Peter is sad, obviously, too, because it's, well, not only because it's Christmas time and he misses his parents. But that Gamora is like is this continuous search, like from Endgame you know to what? Thor, if, Love and Thunder to this. It's like he's trying to find.
1: If I was James Gamora. Gunn and he uh, I feel like in an interview said he wrote this in like three, either three, three hours days. or three, three days. days. Uh, three days. Yeah. If I was him. I would have Drax and Mantis's first mission would have been like, let's go get Gamora, and then she would have like beat the shit out of them or something, and then they would have been like, well, what about Kevin Bacon? You yeah, know, like, cause, and then at least she's in it, you know? Like, I don't know. That would have been nice. But uh, I did like, I did enjoy. We'll okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm nitpicking, but yeah, I I definitely recommend. Good. Gets me is the first holiday thing I think I watched this year. So that
2: got me too. Me too. Same. Same. Yeah.
1: Same, same. And and I'm like, uh, the fire's lit. Like I'm gonna start seeking out. You know, I'm gonna watch a Christmas story. Christmas. Yeah. Same. Same. I. It, I think really I'm gonna watch Spirited.
2: I like the I like that they released it when they did because I feel like uh as it as it obviously did with the three of us it does ignite your excitement for the holiday season. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Very, 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 very pleasant. I agree. I agree.
1: Oh, um, well, we have a podcast.
0: But we also have an Instagram. You can check us out at Podcorn in a Movie. Where we post uh, the posters and when our uploads and what we're gonna upload and all that other stuff. We've also started another podcast, eighteen ninety
2: nine. It's it's under the hashtag eighteen ninety nine hashtag podcasts. Again, if you guys wanna Understood. check that out, if, if you if you have if seen the show, if you've seen the show, it is a deep dive into the uh, into episode it's by a episode. Spoiler, the show. Heavy
0: it's heavy show. Yeah, it's a spoiler heavy yeah. rewatch show.
1: Uh, Where we are with our old dark co-host Zach, Zacharias.
0: Zacharias. So thank Zacharias. you for for
1: listening in and 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 on the
2: completion of our sixth mini series. Yes, this year. That's thank you.
0: Amazing, thank you all. And then you'll you'll see us next time. We I think the next month we're gonna do more relaxed. So so you'll you'll see a few th- things be, from us. Yeah, a, I think soon. a grab
1: bag yeah. next month again, kind of similar to what we did.
0: For, for our the summer. Yeah. Summer, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, we're gonna do a we co- c we're gonna do a collection of movies. Nothing, no theme, no, no yeah. nothing. We're gonna Just make
2: up for a movie that we should have covered with our, our old sp- our, Zach Yeah, our it's, our yeah, yeah it's, it's our cleanup Yeah, it's our spring cleaning clean in December. Spring you know, cleaning in
0: December. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way of putting it. So uh yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.